Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the spitballing pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett and Troy Weaver. We've been likened to recently as like the Messi, Suarez, Neymar of the podcasting world. You can make your mind up as to which one of us is which, but that's what we No one's claiming Suarez, are they? (laughs) Nobody. I'll I'll take it, push comes to shove. (laughs) Anyway, plenty to get into today. We were hoping uh, Unai Emery might have been sacked and we could have had... uh, a viral pod, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. So <laughs> I don't have to ask you both to maybe tone down what you're saying in case uh, we go big time and because people listen out for Emery and then it takes us tumbling back down when someone <laughs> says something awful. Someone made a midget joke or something. Yeah. Oh, but I can't rule that out. <laughs> anyway, news of the week. There isn't too much news this week. When I say it's been a quiet week usually and I have like 20 headlines, <laughs> it is genuinely a quiet week this week. There's plenty of stuff where if you want like parasites, but we've had enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Some people eat their tea to this pod. Exactly. <laughs> so US customs officials seize 154 pounds of bologna at the Texas-Mexico border. Well, actually is bologna. It's, basically, it's like sausage, isn't it? It's yeah. like salami... Bologna, when you're pepperoni, intercepting like, anything of that ilk, spiced meat. <laughs> when you're intercepting 154 pounds of a substance at the Mexico border, you think you've hit the jackpot and you're going to be promotions, all sorts. I wonder what that is. What's that in kilos, roughly? It's a you're Canelo. You're the wrong man. You've got it. You've basically <laughs> like, got yeah. it's a Canelo yeah. worth. Ah, okay. Of, yeah. The only 154 pink thing you should be intercepting there is either a load of gear or Canelo on his way. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that should be intercepted there. I was going to say Cal Brook, but he's a bit bigger than that yeah. these days. <laughs> Jail for man who mooned police and used own blood to write a message on cell wall. Arrested yeah. for mooning. Apparently, <laughs> so. game's gone in it. <laughs> some fucking, there's real criminals out there. Don't worry about the guy mooning. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> well, yeah. Man shoots at police, escapes after finding tricycle and taking an Uber to a train station. <laughs> what nice. are the chances you f- you find a tricycle and you're one of? Oh, I'm thinking of a unicycle, don't worry. I had this image of him on, <laughs> on the little circus one. I'm thinking, what are the chances if you know how to cycle? It happens one to be that you know how to yeah. unicycle. That would have been unreal. What? Imagine a chase with one of them. But I wonder how what kind of tricycle it was, because obviously you can get the motorised ones, like a motorbike, 
or of course you can get the more common one, a child's. I was thinking the child's bike. one. How's he escaping on that? Yeah. Look, he was just too good for us, right? Yeah. He just got away. It's cheating, isn't it, these days when you have motorised bikes? You never had that when we were a kid? No. That's... Do you ever remember the guy, Luke, that he used to go down Brock's main road most days on a trike that was like, it was like he... This sounds familiar, but I couldn't picture the bloke. It was basically like a wheelchair with yes, a, yes, an yes, extra yes, yes, wheel yes, at the yes, front. Yes. Yes. And he used to propel himself by basically... I assume he was just Using disabled. his hands, yeah. By using his hands to, de- to do the pedaling, essentially. Okay. And uh, he would literally fly down that main road at like 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. He would get some speed. Because that sounds like genius. That's the first time I Upper heard body, the thing wow. where... You know <laughs> Not the, so much downstairs. <laughs> you know it is slightly like overplayed, but where people are like, well, you know if your legs don't work, then your arms are just like insane. So yeah. people made out you had like superhuman strength in your arms mm-hmm. if you were disabled in your legs. So that was the first time I heard that theory because that would have been when I was in school. Let's look at Family Guy, jo- uh, Joe. <laughs> that upper body. last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've said on here before, I'm quite, well, I'm not late to Family Guy. I knew it existed, but I'd put it off. So it's done well because now I do have the backlog. So I had this with The Office. I had this with Idiot mm. Abroad. So it's it's come quite nicely for it, but just certain things. Just... Yeah, it's better when you when you're aware of the references. Like, yeah, yeah, but I can just pick a random one and mm-hmm. just jump in because I got the series link. One of the few things I have a series link left for. But them saying let the men talk and just wheeling him to the corner and then going back and going sorry about him. <laughs> <laughs> I had the one where I'd seen the clip before and it's where. Uh, Peter breaks the internet and he says, I've never been this scared since the time I was roommates with uh, Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> and as the bullets coming through the door and then he says he's going to create... Their cutaways are ruthless, definitely. Yeah. Well, the one which, of all the Family Guy jokes, the one where he brings the people with him to play out the little gif of the guy screaming going past every time he insults someone. <laughs> and that's when he says, he says, I'm about as useful as your legs. And then they all start coming past. <laughs> in other news then, a boy in southern India is certainly breathing easier after a doctor managed to remove a live fish from his nose. My word. I don't know hell? if he knew that was up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's taking that's taking recreational drug use to a new <laughs> level, and it snorting fishes. I think I'm like terrified. Sounds o- OTT. I really don't like bugs, and a lot of it stems yeah. from when I was um, younger. It's up in the middle of the night. Woke up, feel like I needed to sneeze about several times. This bug flew out my nose. It must have gone in there when I was asleep. Terrifies oh. me still. What if, type of bug was it? It was like a green, like. I don't. Well, it might have been green in my nose, but it it was like a cartoon version of like a praying mantis. What the? What? <laughs> <laughs> Your nose? Yeah. yeah honestly, yeah. Look at a fucking grasshopper of his you nose. You can't even wake people up at that hour either to say you're freaked out. But whenever I go down an alley, and I think there's gonna be flies, I've been seen before, and I've got like a hoodie like over my face. Because I don't want to risk like any bugs. Looks like he's trying to intimidate or yeah. women or something, but he's actually nah. just scared of flies. Too cheap for a bally. I'm like, just <laughs> give me it up instead. Lurking from the flies. 
Julia Roberts should have played Harriet Tubman, according to one studio executive. Yeah, so I've seen that. I think it's bollocks, isn't it? I think, I think it's just made that up. I hope just so. To be a, just to be a reactionist, <laughs> like, because it's just stupid, isn't it? Because then someone compared it to the Little Mermaid thing, Halle Berry and all, and it's Jesus. like, one's a cartoon and a fictional, like, make-believe character <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, I saw the headline and scrolled <laughs> yeah, past but... and then went back and thought, this would be, this would be quite good for news of the week. Mm. <laughs> my f- my favourite one, actually, which I saw this morning, former Blackburn defender, Gail Givitz, I don't know if you've pron- if I've pronounced it right in mm. his French, has revealed that in 2010, Sam Allardyce tried to motivate the team ahead of a trip to Old Trafford by showing them clips from Gladiator in 300. I've seen that. They lost 7-1. <laughs> <laughs> Went down on their shield. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see... Um, I didn't actually read the article, but Allardyce did an interview for The Athletic this week. Oh, did he? And he said... Uh, if I was wrong, why'd they pay me? <laughs> Talking you know, about England. You know, like where Allardyce is doing <laughs> it. He's that, he's that type of works. guy where he thinks like doing a doing a uh, an interview with The Athletic just means like no one will know or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I mean? So what? he's like, he's more likely to talk smack and stuff in an interview with what, them. What he was doing was... As if like... No, no one will see this. As if, yeah, as if Sky Sports and them aren't allowed to ever <laughs> report. <it> <laughs> like, like, no, it wasn't them I did the fucking interview with. How did this get out? <laughs> yeah. Like, the FA reached out and invited him to like the thousandth game, the England one, mm. and he turned it down. And he was asked why he turned it down, and he was basically saying how outrageous it is. He was like, "Look, I did nothing wrong." He was like, "If I did anything wrong, why'd they pay me?" <laughs> We've got Ruiz AJ on here. We're about to all go downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the news of the week. So, if anyone has anything else to they want to mention anything that's annoyed them this week. Although we want to get on some stuff. Me. Go on. So obviously for the, for those listeners out there that have a missus, you probably watch I'm a Celebrity <laughs> if you're in England. Um, TK, you watch Luke Slap- anyway. I, I maintained I would. I'd watch this year. I had two and then I haven't watched since. That's not, ah. that's no, not, I've not pretty poor effort. I know you haven't watched. You've been watching uh, fucking Apprentice uh, instead. But so oh, well, that's that outrageous. I watched The Apprentice yeah. instead. That's yeah. for sure. Maybe I'm falling. I'm falling into the goggle box crowd with this one. There's two different types of viewers in the in the country. There's the ITV viewers and the BBC viewers. But anyway, this is something that's always to coin a, to to use a phrase from Family Guy. Grind my gears over the years, and it's their use of crocodiles and putting sellotape around their mouths, like we're fucking idiots and can't spot sellotape. So. Obviously, when they're in these dangerous trials and stuff, yeah. you know, they've got rats on their faces, snakes are all around them, 30 carpet pythons, as it was last night. Firstly, I'm thinking they've either all just been fed, though all those snakes, like massive amounts of food, or they fucking defanged them or something, because one of them stood on a snake last night, and the snake just didn't really do nothing. <laughs> like, and I, this was like a, like a 15-foot snake. And Ian writes in this, like, pool-type thing in, like, a underground tunnel water up to his like neck and there's like six crocodiles in there the one just keeps like flashing past the camera and you can just keep seeing the gleam of the tape <laughs> around his mouth Fuck's and sake. it's just like come on man stop insulting our intelligence that much we're already i suppose though you're dumb enough if you're watching i'm a celebrity so it's almost like we can get away with this shit so you want an Arsenal legend thrown in with live crocodiles ready to kill him? I'd just rather they didn't put them in. Maybe. Do you get what I mean? I'd rather they were just not involved crocodiles because clearly they're, they're crocodiles. 
they're not play friendly. Maybe <laughs> they will. <laughs> they're quite bitey. So maybe they you know. flew in that same bloke that spoke to the Russian hooligans before the World Cup and was like, "Any of you play up, possibly, <laughs> yeah. done for." And they got it, him in for the Crocs. Now, any of you, all the animals they use must be tame, except for obviously you can't really, you can't really, you know, make a lizard tame, can you? I'm guessing. I saw like I any saw. type of lizard that. There's people call, are called snakes for a reason. Isn't it? <laughs> you can't really reform a snake like a snake's yeah. a snake. They're done. They're, they're, they're like pedos. Done. You, yeah. There's no reform yeah, in them. That way. They are what they are. Yeah. I was about to make a joke about Alex being a snake, but you jumped a pedo. Like, <laughs> I don't want to chuck him in with this. He's not done that much wrong. <laughs> he was out on Saturday night. Was he? Alex Jones was out in revs. A rare appearance that was been let loose. He was getting loose as well. Right in uh, Charlton Ham was he? He was. Hmm. Something about I'm a celebrity. I saw a headline yesterday. I don't know how legit this is. So I know that Jacqueline Josser is in there, and, yeah. she, and she goes out with a bloke who used to be on Towie. And the headline was Dan. I can't think of his surname. Uh, gets emotional as he begs viewers to please. I saw stop this headline as well for. Jacqueline to do the trials. Oh wow! Which is probably the single most effective way of ensuring you, everybody votes yeah. for her to do trials. Yeah. Having confessed we don't watch it, I might not vote for her to do trials because <laughs> yeah. her bloke's been on there crying. Caitlyn Jenner's on there getting fuming that the, she isn't getting put forward for trials I and stuff. I can say, tell clearly that she was expecting to be like the biggest I'll, thing yeah, ever on there. Now. Yeah, and like they'll all vote for me. Well, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking this bird must be pretty irritating for people to be voting her. All it is, yeah, is she cries Jenner. a bit when like she has to do a trial. So the she has a mini meltdown. Just don't go in there. How That's desperate are you for the cash? I guess pretty desperate. Do you you would I mean? need to offer me a big amount because honestly, you could offer me a hundred grand now and I, I would at least second guess it before I go in I there. think for a lot of them because though they already it. live on this 100 grand lifestyle and suddenly it's getting low yeah. we already live on a on a on, we live <laughs> yeah. by our means don't we yeah they live by well, their means they're running and, out and when they start when their means start running low and they have to downgrade their lifestyle some of them are like that ain't me this is the last branch they yeah, cling to this is where we're going right now with it yeah I, I just know that everything about that show is everything that is an absolute nightmare for me well I just said I don't like flies so Bugs in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't deal with it too well. I'm, I'm still convinced that at some point I'm going to cross paths with um, those bugs from the start of the Mummy. <laughs> those well, scarab scarabs. beetles. Yeah, mate. That I was remember. I first saw that. I was freaked out. I only said this to a friend the other day. One of the most frightening films of my childhood, like as like a, of a childhood film. Because don't get me wrong, I watched a lot of badass shit <laughs> when I was a kid. But I was I knew that that's what I was going to be watching. But when I watch Harry Potter and Chamber of the Secrets, and suddenly I I'm taken into a forest where <laughs> maybe sixteen thousand spiders are crawling from every angle. Actually, <laughs> is it Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, it's the second yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That scared the life out of me uh, as a sixteen year old. Maybe the, the film The Witches terrified me. The what? The Witches, mm. the Roald Dahl. Oh film. yeah, yeah. That is I saw, up. I, didn't I like saw that. a picture from it the other day, yeah. and I thought, oh, Jesus. My my um. It's because the kid in it is called Luke round. as well. <laughs> my missus had a niece round. She's like seven or eight, and she was like, "Yeah, watch this, watch this." And I was like, "No, don't no. put that shit on." <laughs> there, I, I know there was uh, one episode of Doctor Who that well, we used to watch on a Saturday. There used to be the run through. It was like X Factor, Doctor Who, and then um, Casualty for my mum. So. Having that, and there was one like episode of that where 
there was some like little girl and she was saying like mummy and I know me and actually my middle brother were shook done well we didn't what the, the, the second part of the double parter we both didn't fancy it that week. We like, <laughs> you didn't want that work. We'll just, we'll just play um, like FIFA upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Instead, this we've got week. better shit yeah. to do, haven't we? Really. <laughs> All right. Anything else to get into before we get into the sport? And then I think it's going to be we're kind of going to do a loop and then get into some other antics afterwards. Should we get into the sport? There's quite a bit to get into. Let's get stuck in. Let's go on. All right. So I've got quite a bit of detail this week. So we'll. Uh, Forgive me if I'm reading for the fair bit, but we'll kind of react to each bit as it comes on. If I say our sources, take that as ESPN sources, but I'll make it sound a bit more professional by saying they're ours. Go on. What, so did anyway, you source them out yourself? Yeah. Well, they are sources then. So basically, they're going into the 11 hours between the first announcement being put out to say that Poch was sacked and the next announcement to say Mourinho would come in. I probably could have built this up more with a good topic, but we're into it now. So he's saying, in the span of just 11 hours, time between Tottenham's club statements on Twitter, by Fafara and Pochettino unveiling Jose as their new manager. After five and a half years under the former, it took half a day to move on in a decisive, risky new direction. He really did as well. So I was sleeping when the original announcement came through. Mm. But when it first came through and you first saw the Jose link, did both of you just consider it to be just, all right, that's nailed on then? Or Because at first I was nah, still sceptical. I just thought it was one of those, Jose's been hanging around London, etc. Whoever lost their job out of a big club was inevitably going to, he was immediately going to be linked with yeah. them. So at first I did think, nah. They'll probably give it Sherwood till end of season. <laughs> well, Do you know what I mean? Before they find another manager, like they fucking should have done. Yeah, made a mistake. No, he's free for us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was even when I saw him. I don't know. We get into it. Well, even when I saw him with pictures of it, I didn't really believe it was happening. So I, I didn't think it was. But then when I saw, I thought one Levy's going to have something lined up. There's no way else that pot unless he does. And then I saw Jose was like one to four favourites. I thought there's favourites, and then there's yeah. There's nailed on. Yeah, yeah. So the book is tend to get these things pretty spot on. So they say Mourinho met Daniel Levy on Wednesday morning, the night before, once Pochettino's exit had been confirmed to him. Mourinho is waiting at home, being informed of every little development. Pini Zahavi, who's very close to Mourinho and Levy, who's this like Israeli super agent. Go to. Yeah. So they say he'd pitched the idea to Levy, saying, Look, you know what you need? You need a winner, basically. You know, the guy that's going to take you to the next level. He's your guy. They say, this, this guy, that they, they had a bit about him on Sky Sports News and they were going into the way he's influenced English football. They say originally Abramovich was looking at Tottenham to be the club he was going to invest in. And he said, look, Chelsea's the one for you to go for. He looked at them, he looked at Palace and he was like, Chelsea is the one to go for. And then once he was in, he was the one who sounded out Jose to Abramovich and said, he's your guy. This guy's a scumbag. To to. He's ruined us. <laughs> and he basically has influenced all these little things. And he also has been working. He's facilitated a load of the deals that Tottenham have done over the last couple of years, whether okay. they're good or bad. He's like the middleman. Basically, what we see now, and I see this just from now every detail is in, so you have more time to mm. break things down. Clubs and the actual agents essentially can't be bothered to deal with each other. 
So the agents have almost an agent of their own sometimes. Yeah, you can imagine that. Yeah, and the clubs hire an agent themselves and they basically say, look, We'll trust you to get the best deal for us. You go out and deal with it. So this is what Arsenal like modern day emissaries, isn't it? Yeah. So the guy who usually works with uh, Jose is Jorge Mendes. And he's the guy who Arsenal basically tasked this summer and said, go and get us Nicolas Pepe. You go and do the work. Yeah. He comes back, gets a commission, so on. So this is Harvey. He sounded it out, realised that Levy was open to it and they went from there. So it says, essentially, by the time it got to Poch being sacked, it was a, both parties were happy, like, this isn't going to take long. Yeah, yeah. The guy was working on behalf of Jose and Spurs. So essentially, just sorted a deal to work for both parties and went from there. So these are some of the interesting bits then. So they say Jose went in 6.30 the next morning. He was in before everyone he already had some of his staff sounded out, so that shows you just how ready he was. Mm. I mean, I feel like he was ready to go anywhere though. They so you they, know, he's got all the assa- assembled based. the team together. Mm. Well, yeah, this is the separate. Like, Come report. on, guys, we got a job to do. <laughs> they say because if you remember, he was linked with the Leon job like yeah. a month or so ago, and the Leon like director of football came out and said he's already accepted a job in England. Wow, and everyone was like. He's going to Arsenal. <laughs> that must be it sorted. It's gone from yeah, there. no one really spoke about it being Tottenham, did they? No. So, but then no one really spoke about anyone where like everyone seemed to think like Potter was going to go, but nobody really said who Tottenham no. were going to get in instead. I didn't believe they'd sack him. I said at this point, it didn't feel like this was sort of like the lowest ebb. Well, we've got some. I mean, so. I've got some more detail of for what it was that actually kind of mm. came by a second, but we'll get into that. So you can picture Jose going in on the training ground on the first day. They said that Jose, he's been doing his homework for weeks. He already knew what lineup he wanted. He already knew what training. He had video analysis ready for the morning for them so they could come straight in and they were ready for that. He had his coaches there and he said he basically had all the energy, charisma and belief. And you can imagine... If Jose came into this room now, he could charm the three of us. No, oh, million. no yeah, problem yeah. at all. Yeah. I can imagine he'd have opened with Champions League talk about you didn't get to the final I've got for the no reason, etc. Yeah, uh, said to them, but he basically told them all, "Look, you're a great squad. You're a, you're capable of achieving great things. You just need someone who's going to get you over the line." He basically told them, "Look, I'm the guy." I'll sort you out. <sighs> he Delhi had his, had a big old grin on his face. Well, they said he stood in front of them. And he reminded his new team that he'd won trophies everywhere he went, even at Manchester United, where he <laughs> created endless friction, but still claimed the League Cup, Europa League double in 16-17. And he wants to win at Spurs. They says he's also laid out that they're all to come in for one-to-one interviews over the next week, where he's going to tell them exactly what he expects of them, what he thinks of them already, and how they fit into his system. I hope they have to bring a business plan like The Apprentice. <laughs> we just have Claude yeah. there watching them. What's this? <laughs> Delhi, this is shit. He told them he already knows everything there is to know about them. <laughs> and he'd done his homework. Wow. He said that his final message was, he said, back me and I'll make you winners. And then turned his back. Dramatic. Oof, hairs on the back of my neck <laughs> or something up here. If there was ever proof, I said it to you guys the other day, that, of, that sometimes a team just stops playing for a manager it's Tottenham this weekend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They came out like as if like 
Marine as if they'd had six weeks in the training pitch with Mourinho drilling yeah. them on all this new style and ta- tactics and all. It's just crazy sometimes the power that they have. Yeah. Well, still hint, hint Arsenal players. Yeah. <laughs> well, as for what went wrong for Pochettino, then they say the first thing was Pochettino took everything too personally while he was at Spurs. They said player turned on a contract extension. He took that to be a personal insult to mm. him. He said uh, players didn't it, Danny Rose. players didn't perform well. That was an insult to him. He said every time Levy didn't secure a player quick enough that he wanted, he took that as he doesn't trust him. Mm. Every little thing he was essentially. I think Levy saw him to be a whinger, whereas Pochettino saw himself as almost a staple of the club now, and he was the one trying to make things move forward while nobody else was really doing their bit. Yeah. It sounds like one of them nightmare husbands that you you know you hear about them just ultra controlling everything's wrong that their wife does. Like, yeah. you don't trust me. You don't. You that. Yeah. Spitballing sources <laughs> say. Uh, Levy's unwillingness to take ownership of selling popular players that wouldn't commit to the club left them stuck in limbo, retaining unhappy players and having no money from the sales to regenerate. So the crucial breakdown in their relationship came whenever Pochettino did take charge, suggesting replacements for outbound players, etc. And Levy basically just turned his nose up and said he knew what he was doing. He's been there long enough. Okay. They say this. So then what happened when it came down to him being sacked, which that was the big thing. People, I don't think they should have sacked him. It should have been mutual consent. Like that makes it a much nicer thing. So they say Poch, once he knew that this was over, it was all about how he can save face for his next job. Right. So they say that essentially in his mind, if he left without being sacked, it was like an admission of failure and saying it was his, his wrongdoing. And that could cost him another big job at a club at another club because they might not think he's powerful enough so his gamble is simple basically and a few million yeah yeah they say if things go wrong under Mourinho something Pochettino is confident will happen the blame shifts to Levy and yeah. it's not on him mm. rather than him giving up on the club which is what he was worried about then on to Tottenham why they got Mourinho because as much as that I wouldn't say there's like a Tottenham way of playing football but there's certainly a Tottenham way of doing things and Mourinho seemed to go absolutely against for sure buy the players in cheap sell them on for big money and no one player is bigger than the club basically is kind of the way certainly supposed to be the Levy way isn't it even if it's not the Spurs way which is I think where question marks are drawn so they say hiring a manager with his pedigree and global brand has been floated as the first step on the road to potentially selling the club, which we mentioned yesterday. Apparently mm. Robert Kraft has had an offer accepted. They're going to let it sit for a couple of weeks, see if anyone else comes in and then move forward with it. Jesus. Patriots and, Sp- and Spurs is such a vile combo just... of teams to own as well. Oh, with Jose as manager. It's just, just, yeah. It's like you're trying to get as many scumbags in as you can. See, the high-profile hiring of Mourinho will make them more appealing to a prospective buyer with their new stadium, position in London, track record of Champions League play in recent seasons, and he also adds further polish to a potentially compelling investment. Mm. So, that, do we think it's going to work in the long run? Well, it never does work in the long run, does it, with Mourinho? But I can see them winning something, though. You don't sign it. him for the long run, do, do no. you? You sign him for the... For the three years. Yeah, for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. But but what is that? He's like a shot I'm, I'm of adrenaline. Sure he's a winner. He hasn't really won... He didn't... 
he didn't get brought into Man United to win the League Cup and Europa League. He, he was in there skipping back to the big time and he didn't. He failed. Spurs are if, United if, though, are no, they? No, but because... that's what I mean. But if they win a League Cup, is he yeah. even better than Poch? Yeah, but he's such I mean, a good spin doctor yeah, that he makes it look His thing like about the them finishing second is the most impressive thing. If he wasn't is a football manager... one of the most brilliant brainwashing jobs I've ever witnessed. Because <laughs> if you look at that... So, who should have finished second instead yeah. of them then? Nobody he, should have. They, and they were miles off the top. It wasn't like it was a title challenge. Yeah. It was incredible. The only brainwash you've seen better is people on social media making nowhere near 80k, fighting for people <laughs> who make 80k <laughs> yeah. to not have any more taxes. That's the only ever bit of brainwashing I've seen like it. If he, was, if he, if he wins a, a League Cup or even an FA Cup, is that better than what Poch, Poch has just got into a Champions League final uh, I mean, and has finished second, third and fourth? So, yeah. Jose, if, I think... For me, it has to have at least a title challenge. They finish second. We finish second ahead of them. Okay, no, yeah, because it's oh, yeah, yeah. gets slept on. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, yeah, it's what, like the Mourinho way, isn't it? If, if, if there's been this talk of he's a winner and he'll get him a trophy, but is that do you not what think, they want to be doing? Do, do you not think that works for both parties? Because for Mourinho, it's he's won another trophy at another England. club, and then I can only speak as an Arsenal fan, but. Winning the FA Cup in those years meant more than just doing okay in the league and having nothing really to show for it. And there, ultimately, when I look back at Wenger's tenure, he's going to age well because you're not going to look back at the times when the rough patches happened. And Wenger and Jose are a lot different prospects when you have it at your club. But I think... Part of the Spurs gamble is look, once we've won something, it'll all fall into place. Yeah. As we saw, that doesn't always no, work out. There's, guess... there's going to be players there that, that, that most likely don't want to be there, even anyway. I don't know whether having a new manager completely would change their feelings towards that, but I think that there's going to be some players that are going to want to go well, come the, January. The Ericsson thing's strange, isn't it? Because I was going to say this in, in the weekend, I've always questioned the oh, he's not there mentally thing, because I've always thought, once you're there, if if you're good, you're good kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm in a bad mood, it doesn't affect the way you hit a shot kind of thing. It doesn't affect your... But then, Mourinho's obviously seen something on the way in to say that he wants no part of that, because he's come straight and put Eric Dyer straight back in the team. And he said himself, didn't he? He was like, look, I don't know if he has a future here, and he needs to work that out for himself, basically. Hmm. I think he's laying down a marker, isn't he? He's probably seen how Ericsson started the season and said, right. Because where where they are, I think they've got a few players with like one foot in, one foot out. With Jose, you should, one way or the other, you're either going to be all in or you're going to be gone, aren't you? Yeah. That, that Danny Rose quote, people are saying they respect it for the, the, the honesty. I'm not so sure. I mean, we've said on here before, haven't we? There is no person less happy with being a footballer than Danny Rose. No. No, and, I mean, it depends how blunt you want to be about it, but if he hadn't been racially abused at some point in his career, nobody would have any sympathy for him saying that. <laughs> Everyone would just say, this is a whinging footballer who, yeah. that, who's a scumbag for saying he's going to wind his contract down, is, is what people would call it. But as it is, because he has been unfairly treated previously, then people just say, oh, well, he can do what he wants then. But that wasn't, you know, it's not Spurs' fault. No. And... Albeit they tried to sell him, but he wanted to move as well, didn't he? So I thought I was a, in the summer, it looked like a move that would have suited all parties if well, he it, did go. In, in this article, they essentially say the offers did come in for Alderweireld, 
Ericsson, Rose, Levy basically said, look, you, you're paying as if there's no issue with his contract or whatever. And he would rather take the chance on him maybe signing than sell him for anything less than what he perceived to be the right amount. And it's harsh to then sat potion, isn't it? It's not his fault necessarily that you, he's been left with a squad of players that don't want to be there. They said there was this like middleman that used to be between them called Paul Mitchell. And I think he was at Liverpool at one point. I'm not too sure though. He was definitely at Leicester, I'm going to say. And essentially he was the guy that could come between Poch and Levy and sweeten it and say, you know, this is what he really means or whatever. Or okay, he could reword. So he says, you tell him that we ain't selling him for this much. Though, you know what? The market and he can today, keep them both yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. And basically this guy left and it meant the two had to deal with each other more and more. <laughs> and Levy is, I, I don't know how tall he is. He looks like he's a little bloke. He looks like he has little man syndromes yeah, going yeah, about him. Yeah. He's a bloke who's going to take no messing from anyone. This, this is, I guess, the question with, with Levy and Mourinho, isn't it? Is how well are they going to be able to work together? At what point does that become a sticky point? Yeah. Uh, because, like, like Troy said, it always happens like that with Jose. Yeah, you feel it's inevitable in it that and at some point ended up clashing with Poch. Yeah, it feels a lot easier to clash with Jose. <laughs> I can't wait to start seeing his hair all ruffled again. And yeah, but like he looks how so he looked at the minute. He yeah, can you remember how he looked in. towards the end of his United tenure? Yeah. yeah, that tweet was class. Wasn't that it? was. Hey, yeah, and, uh, this is what the Both league Barclays, did to him. Yeah. And he still came back. The fact they referred to it as Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see the kerfuffle they had before the game on Saturday that's come out? No. So they had the, document- oh, what, with they had the documentary. Oh, what, documentary? Yeah. They're filming at the moment. Jose went all in. He asked to be mic'd up. Yeah. He's marched in, they say, usually. On the touchline The clubs will send someone else into This has gone to his head. They said the clubs will send, like, an intermediary into the referee's office and he'll say, look, I'm not going to accept this today, this, this, this. They say Jose's marched straight into Michael Oliver's office with this big mic around his neck and he's gone that's got to go and he wouldn't let it I wonder wouldn't why. let it happen wonder why like really I think if we really heard what the referees said oh because of the the fourth officials and stuff be, like that I think I yeah. think we'd see something we don't want to see and I think we'd yeah, see just right. how inept some of these blokes are yeah yeah definitely and I think they quoted some like rule about how they would be able to be impartial if it's all mic'd up and all sorts. There must be seven, mustn't there? Because otherwise, the ref would probably just let the manager do it. Because I wondered, <laughs> I, I thought he might be the opposite and I thought he might hate. Because usually he kind yeah, of likes yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. control the, like, show himself, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought he'd want, a, he'd want that. I mean, I suppose while it's going well, then maybe... Do you reckon, do they get, the do they get well? paid, like, a, a rate to do that? Yeah, basically, they pay the club a fee because it was meant to be but Liverpool. But then does that go to the players and staff? Does any of that, do you reckon? Because I'm just wondering if Mourinho thought, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm negotiate sure my own contract with Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, 15 mil a year isn't enough gonna to get by. Me, you're going to pay me good money and you will get good TV. Well, he's, he's stuck with being a, basically... Spurs are with Nike, aren't they? And he's decided he's staying with like Adidas or Puma or whatever yeah. it is. And he's the he's first manager rebel. to be able to do that. Oh, right. Because Klopp had a different deal before he went to Liverpool. 
Puma, Liverpool. Who were with Liverpool with before New Balance? Warrior. And, and, Warrior. Oh yeah, so Klopp and Wijnaldum were both Warrior athletes. Oh, right. And they both moved across Got because you. Klopp was going to stay and they, your Liverpool manager, you basically do what we tell you to, to do when it comes to the commercial side of things. Yeah. <laughs> People like Emery and that don't need to worry about that. No. Just wear a suit all the time. So if we go to what you you just said, because we'll get on to Arsenal for a bit, tried not to do what we've done, but there is more yeah, to we'll, say. Yeah, we'll give, you, give them 30 seconds. But I was, I was going to say, so you brought up about the th- a manager difference and you can see about the mm. players playing for them. So if we use Unai Emery as an example. <laughs> oh, God. If, who have Liverpool got next weekend? Uh, Brighton. Brighton. If you put Unai Emery in charge of Liverpool, so say he went into Liverpool for the next month and Klopp came to Arsenal for the next month. Yeah. How much of a difference do you think would be made? Oh, massive. Like, do you think a manager can be that bad that he can set Liverpool up in a way that they are no longer effective. You think, what, they've lost one of their last 50 games? Well, yeah. Let's see how Firmino deals with trying to be a sweeper <laughs> for 60 minutes of the game. Like, I so, just wonder, what, how, what can he do that's that bad? No, I, I know what you mean. I've thought similar things myself. I don't think... But the thing is, I don't think it's a... When a manager gets that bad... Say they go to another team, it's like it all starts from the beginning again and the, the effects aren't immediate, that they're terrible because you get a new manager in and I think it boosts every club, no matter who the, the guy is initially. It gives you all a boost. Like, using Klopp, leaving Liverpool may be a bad example. It, say he gave, done something real disrespectful to the Liverpool fans and players and Pick left on bad sun. terms and yeah. then suddenly yeah. they ended up with Unai Emery. I don't think they'd be very happy at all. And I don't think the players would be too no. happy, to be honest. <laughs> but if it was just a random manager that they didn't really know yeah. too much about, like when you know Emery come to Arsenal, yeah. it gives you that, that almost like that boost. They play well for a little while and then suddenly the tactics are, are all that remains. You know, every, all of the glitz and the glamour wears off. Of We've got a new manager and we're all happy playing I guess football. almost like if you get like a new teacher and if it's like a young yeah. teacher, you think, I'll buy into what he's teaching for a bit. Yeah, the ones and then after to... a while, if he starts going in there, you'll be like, I'm not too interested in yeah. what you've got to say anymore. Do you, reckon, t- yeah. do you reckon we could have got Klopp in 2014 if we'd sacked Wenger? Yeah, definitely. Do you think we were appealing enough 100%. to get him? I reckon you could have. Yeah. yeah. He, let's be honest, yeah. When he went to Liverpool... <laughs> that is vile. Well, you wouldn't, take, you wouldn't like Klopp. Oh no, I would. I'm saying oh, thought when you look could've... back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. We, we'd have yeah. sacrificed an FA Cup in 2015 for Klopp now, wouldn't we? Oh, a million percent. Christ. Yeah. Have any of you been charmed by Jose in the time with not having him able to irritate you? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. That happens every time. <laughs> yeah. When he was at United, I, I fucking hated him. That's what I mean. With a passion. And now he's a Quickly, Spurs, I will end oh up Oh, my hating God. It's, at the minute, it's all good laughs yeah. and all. I'm kind of like, yeah. ha-ha. Like, when they start but, getting a bit better and he starts giving it some in press conferences, he's going to be quickly when they beat very us at hated. the Emirates, 3 0, and Mourinho does we're a slide in front of the North God. Bank. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking <laughs> next season. Respect, respect to the fans. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be off. Look, the league is better with him in, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for mm. sure. Whether he's winning it, whether he's terrible. Most definitely. You need them sort of characters. 
just like Ian Holloway should definitely return to the league at some yeah. point. <laughs> I think it. I think it was us chatting, wasn't it? We were saying how mad it was that that run Chelsea were on at the time, where I think it was Liverpool that beat them in the end at Stamford Bridge, where you literally wrote off their result when you went away to Stamford Bridge and Jose was in charge for that spell. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Liverpool that broke it, wasn't it? On yes. a Sunday kickoff. Oh yeah, they, did they Pennant go like scored, a season and a half and beaten at home? Mental. It was yeah, something yeah. like that, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was close to two seasons and beaten at home. Because I remember it being yeah. when it was you were told the stat, you were almost like no that. And then because Jose hadn't lost at home with Porto for however long as well, so it was something stupid like he was like four years without losing at home. Was like yeah, crazy. yeah. And if yeah. if you look up, say Luke, because I remember for Arsenal playing Jose Mourinho's Chelsea nightmare. Oh. Drogba would score free and like it would always fall to pieces. But if you look at, say, the head-to-heads before 2004 between Arsenal and Chelsea, they're so one-sided, it's unreal. Then as soon as, like, from then up to now, it's literally, we've won, like, two games against Chelsea, pretty much. <laughs> no, no, we, no, we do all right against them at home. I mean, I mean at the bridge, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so right it's just, yeah. Whereas before, it was almost like... Obviously, they're a different club, but in the mid nineties, late nineties, it was just turn up to bridge and get get three points. We had that one banger that was a back and forth. Van Persie got a hat trick. Terry slipped, and yeah, Van yeah, Persie yeah. smashed it. Top bins past check right at the end of the game. Andre oh, Santos yeah. scored in that game. Did Walcott have a scream? Yeah, Walcott. Yeah. He um, Walcott done some he, bits. He tripped and then he kind of like got back to his feet and knocked it between the two that players. Was it, yeah, yeah. And then smashed it and he did the celebration, which always looks cool where they run behind the goal for the celebration past the fans. And I was thinking you're going to trip on something going around <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, unreal. That was when I, you could enjoy uh, watching Arsenal. My worst memories of the bridge was um, Champions League. I think I think it was quarterfinals, second leg. The invincible season. Yeah, and they fucking yeah, done us. Brings that up. Of course he does. <laughs> I mean, they didn't win it that year, but... No. Nah. But still, you yeah, have won it. <laughs> Just check to see if uh, Emery had been sacked yet, but he hasn't. No, anything nah, more on Jose? And I, I think my, my thoughts on him, like essentially, in similar to what you've just said, actually, where you just said you'd have probably sacrificed that FA Cup to get Klopp. Is what I think is, at what price are you getting for Jose? Is is a trophy in and of itself worth whatever carnage you might leave behind? I think going back to the thing about the brand, the business. I think when they say, "Oh, he's the next step." I kind of get that as a commodity, but in terms of a footballing sense, mm. I don't know necessarily if it probably was time for Poch to go, but yeah. I don't know if Jose is the right option. So the only way, people saying he can take to the next level, the only way you do that is winning the league or the Champions League for me. Because I, d- I don't think, with Poch having taken them to a Champions League final, that's the only next step you can go. You can't, I don't think, can win a domestic trophy. They're not going to win the league. Step. Like, we well, has to come close realistically because yeah. to play, that's the only way the next step happens. Uh-huh. To play somewhat of a devil's advocate with the managers out there, do you think Jose was the only guy that has a chance of being that step up? Because do you not think any other manager they selected yeah, was so. going to be like another Pochettino? And yeah, yeah, like, is, we, yeah, you got to roll the dice with this one type thing. That's. I, I spoke to someone the other day um, who's a Tottenham season ticket holder, very knowledgeable about his football, and he was very happy that A, Potter had gone, and that B, they had replaced him with Jose in such quick time, etc. Um, so, like, and he said that's the general consensus of the Tottenham crowd. He sort of goes to the I games t- with I'll tell you what, in that 11-hour spell, 
from it was like your wife's died, you're mourning it, and you've got a new bird in at six thirty no, no, in the morning. I don't understand. He was he was I'm over the saying, moon that Potter had been sacked. But that initial, if you looked at the online yeah. reaction at first, we I said, I know Sean said as well. It was like it was unanimously furious that Potch could go because yeah, everything done for the yeah. club and they couldn't believe it or whatever. Even some who I think had questioned it before were a bit like, oh, well, what are we going to do now? And it, it was like there had been no debate about Potch's future, even though yeah. the whole season there has been. Yeah. It was like, oh, I can't believe we got rid of him. As soon as Jose's announced, but, well, obviously people who even, uh, Spurs fan who used to be on the pod, it was uh, particularly critical of Mourinho before. He's literally just like, you know what? I think this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was me and Luke. We were, we were banging the fucking Mourinho horn a couple of weeks back for him to be at Arsenal. I can see then that suddenly it happened when he, when he that he was going played, Spurs and we were like, ha, you wait to see what happens to you guys. Yeah. We was we was ushering on that to happen well, to us last week. Well, it's like you ate Suarez until he's your striker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can absolutely you see why... You ate Diego why, Costa until he's your striker. I can see why you'd be excited when Jose arrives. It's just... That that particular guy had, had an absolute great day in all things considering because that happened. His horse that he owns won at Cheltenham Races and his boy, who's like seven or eight, what scored four goals for Forest Green. All in the same day, all of this <laughs> happened. He was like, I'm on top of the world. Troy. That is a great <laughs> that's not a bad day, day for you, mate. I'm overdue a day like that. <laughs> hey, we all are as Arsenal fans. <laughs> well, I won a game away from my football manager, and <laughs> Tidy. I won an Acker. That would be my hey, equivalent. If I won an Acker, I'd be over the fucking moon. <laughs> well, any, really... any fucking bet. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really put ac- accumulators on. Don't know why we're calling them Ackers. No. Do you? Because we're betting lads. Because <laughs> we're lads. Lads, 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 and everybody. Let yeah, I'll let, I'll let the are. pussy out the room. <laughs> Let the men talk football. Say <laughs> <laughs> so with Jose, we've seen some people saying, look, he ain't going to go there unless he's had assurances. We've seen pretty clearly no one else wanted him. So that is the first thing. No one... It's, it's the equivalent of a 9 out of 10 preaching that there's no blokes that want it. Well... The four out of ten blokes to go in. Look, there's all of us here. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. she ain't looking at you. No, no, no. There's no one really. There's a lot of, of nice guys over here. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like Jose. If if he'd looked that way, Everton would have sat Marco Silva in a heartbeat and picked him up. But he was he wasn't looking there. Nah, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't looking at Leon. No. No. Celtic probably wasn't on the cast. <laughs> no, that was rumored for a while. When that it? happened, what I was he like, "Do that? On, yeah. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Because that would, if basically, if he wanted to feed his ego to the utmost, yeah. go to Celtic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think fighting with Gerard every week on the touchline and shit. Arsenal and Spurs were about the lowest he would accept. Yeah, but I think it, if it goes but, wrong here, it'd be interested to see how far he goes. What I like, and you're still there. I think what I like more about the idea of him going to Arsenal though was almost like I looked at it like he would look at it like this could be the biggest challenge of my career, turning Arsenal back into a club better than 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 what that asshole Wenger, in his view, like oh, even yeah. had it at. You know, had, I'll win a Champions League with the Arsenal type thing. You know, I had this thought of him being as garbage as he could possibly be to see. See? I told you it was the easiest job in the world. You don't sack your managers when they're doing poorly. And I told you I could chill here and have a great time. When it comes to how much money he has to spend, I don't think they have to spend that much money on that squad. No, no. They have a perfectly good squad that they're going to have to when the players leave that. Mm. Well, it's more of a thing of that Jose has his 
idea of perfect positional players and that whether they all fit into his idea of, of his team. If they said, if I can't imagine that he signed a contract with Spurs and Levy's told him, you don't really have much money to spend in January. I, I just can't see it happening. The Athletics say they're expecting at least four in in January. At least what? That's at least four horrible. in, did you say? Yeah. They've also said that... And that's not going to be... He's not He's not a bargain hunter. Ibra won't be one of them. Pardon? Jose oh, said yeah, it. There was, there was Jose said it. That, yeah. that doesn't really make sense for no. us. <laughs> I wish they had got him in. I do think it'll be a wanker if nah. it goes. Did, he, did Mourinho manage Ibra at United? Yeah. yeah. That worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> I was just he trying to think in, the ego clashing, but as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he got rid of um, Ibrahimovic for the year they got the treble and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, read into that what you will. Bas yeah. did fuck all that year, and yeah. Inter won the treble. But Ibra is a great player because Ibra always had that tantrum, <laughs> doesn't he? Saying about the difference between Poch, uh, between Pep, Pep and, and Jose. Jose, he's they're, they're, they're both a pair of spin doctors. But he's just left America, claiming to be like the greatest man in the world. Meanwhile, they had a picture of Carlos Vela next to him, just trolling him with all his individual he has, awards. He's been linked with um, Brescia. Uh, hey, do we still have that 3.2 million buyback clause in his contract? Because <laughs> 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 on Football Manager, yeah, you remember yeah, there yeah, was yeah. one. <laughs> he's been linked with um, Brescia, which means he would be up top with Balotelli. What, Ibra? Yeah. Jesus. Have you seen Have you seen the trouble the Brescia like, director is in? The trouble he's in. So, you no. know, there was the stuff that Balotelli's been. Uh, Racially abused recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they asked for comment from the director. I think I did see this, actually. they said to him, kind of, what's your take on it? And he said, what can I say? He's black. We've spoken to him. He's trying to fix it. <laughs> Why? And then... It's different over there, man. So, They're fucking... So, obviously, there's is. been, like, uproar everywhere, apart from Italy. And they've gone back to him for comment. And he's gone, look, can you not joke anymore? <laughs> fuck's sake yeah he's replied saying it's a joke I don't know what the big deal is socially Italy's still in the 80s basically I do remember 80s seeing generous maybe 70s <laughs> I, 60s yeah. I do remember seeing a, a British journalist who covers football up there said like with a lot of I can't remember what it was around it might have been around the Moise Keane thing at the time but other things as well he said look if you talk to people here like, they don't understand what the fuss is about Listen, like, I have really no idea what you're so like no. up in arms about his, his dad has been running wild <laughs> Moise Keane He's had to tell him to shut up on his instant, saying they promised me two tractors and they've not given me the tractors. Hey, <laughs> yeah. He said it's part of the deal to go to uh, Everton. You they promised him two tractors, and he's like, they haven't given me the tractors. <laughs> he said I told him it was a mistake going there. He wants to farm Merseyside <laughs> with a couple of Massey Fergusons. If you had to guess which club had skimped out on the two tractors, I reckon Everton would be right up there in terms <laughs> of clubs. I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> If we go on to Arsenal briefly, so <laughs> terrible again at the weekend. I think everyone almost sighed in disgust when Arsenal equalised. That says a lot. Yeah, the crowd like they barely cheered. Like I stood up because I thought I don't want to be that guy, and people look like you always cheer on Arsenal. You should be celebrating. Yeah. Actually, they got you on camera. People was, refusing to celebrate. People kind of went. Oh fuck! I was at home when it happened. Done. Yeah, watching it at home, and it, and it mean, was like, let's face it though, an equaliser to Southampton probably shouldn't be enough to save you either. It no, it just shouldn't really matter if you but lose or draw that. One. We know the mentality of the way our board works. The board's on most like, point. <laughs> yeah, because there was the rumours after of you know, oh, Raúl and Edu have, have been seen leaving the dressing yeah. room with faces like thunder and all, and you know, 
we thought, well, maybe this could be it. But it turns out they just went in there and were like, I'm angry. Yeah. You've still got your job. That just try and do better, please. Gineppo that was up top for Southampton, he had an Emery Inn t-shirt underneath. I've never seen a boot oh. miss so many cities. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched the highlights. How as bad as we were, Southampton weren't great. That's what makes it even worse about us, our, our they performance. They had 21 shots. I know. This this, this keeps Christ. happening. And it's, yeah, we're just going over old ground every week. But I just feel like something that I, that I had thought of in the last few weeks, I haven't mentioned before, is the thing with Pepe. I feel like we, we're not getting the best out of him simply because we're putting too much workload on him in, a, in the game. Like, he's having to track back all the time basically whereas really he's not that type of winger is he he's the type of winger that's going to hang around the halfway line wait for the ball to come and then fuck he, off he it. should be doing better but he had the two best games of his career so far for Arsenal and mm. then was benched for three games after statistically he's he is not doing anything wrong he's no. just not scoring goals I said like I said to you didn't I whenever he misses a chance the amount of old blokes all around me at the Emirates they go how much did he cost? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing with the price tag, isn't it? Because if someone always goes 70 million, there was some bloke behind me, 72, don't forget the two. <laughs> don't forget the two. <laughs> Tierney made that little mistake right at the beginning of the game yeah. and that that set set it for him, I feel he, like. He he spent the rest of the game trying to get himself out of shit. He, and, he, had, wow. a, he had a good game bar the two moments which obviously <laughs> don't go well but he is benefiting from not being class on that which is a good start yeah and I think just he's a good British player and the older blokes they see him with his short sleeves mm. they see him he's not on social media doing all yeah. this so at the moment he seems to be one of them who is immune from criticism yeah yeah from being Agree. on the ground he makes a mistake and people will blame it on anyone around Anything him. Anything else. Okay. I said Bar to Luke, him. I said to Luke the other night, you can tell the players that that are at that club where almost like there's a mentality when, when you when you're not playing for the manager anymore, if you're a young player and you're trying to impress, that doesn't really like a sort of affect your game as it much. Really to you you still it? want it's... to do your absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. best and you can see it with Joe Willock, Kieran Tierney, you can see it with Gwen Doozy, even though he might not be putting in the greatest performances at some times, and defensively he's not great. I don't but think you, you can see, his mentality. Yeah, exactly. You. you can see that he is always trying to get it Weirdly, back in the game. Ertzel has been as well, and he has as much reason as anyone. I mean, his performance hasn't been good, but he's been not trying. skimped on the effort side. No, of no, things. definitely. I mean, uh, with, with Ozu, you know what you're going to get. If he loses the ball, he's not going to try and chase it back down and get the ball back. Very rarely. He might do that one in every eight, but that's not going to happen much with Ozil. So I think you just know what you get with him. Yeah, so ESPN were talking about... So they had the headline, Time for Arsenal to sack Unai Emery and follow Tottenham's lead. And they opened by saying, Arsenal don't appear to be a club blessed with the audacity, vision or self-confidence to turn the football world upside down by taking advantage of Pochettino's availability. Some clubs and owners think big and bold... But Emery's appointment as Arsene Wenger's successor in 2018 tells you everything you need to know about the safe and conservative approach adopted by the Gunners under the ownership of Stan Kroenke. They're not holding back. No. Jesus. It's a whole article of them going in, basically, yeah. saying... But one of the things that stands out, so someone's done a little bar chart of Arsenal's shot differential in the Premier League over the years. And, you know, the big thing has been how we've been outshot by everyone. So... If we go back to 
Wenger's last year in charge, we had a shot differential of plus 170 for the season. Okay. What do you reckon it is so far this season? It's got to be in the minus. Have a, have a little guess. I'd say 80 in the wrong direction. Minus 120, I'll say. It's, it's minus 56. <laughs> Already, though. This is yeah. only November. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? That's crazy. So, Southampton had um, more shots against us than they've had in their last six games. I was about to say, when you said 21 shots, I was going to say they must have had a fair amount of games where they haven't accumulatively They managed made four shots over their last two games before, before this weekend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you said, didn't you, they're arguably the worst team in the league. They're, they're, they're averaging about 20 shots a game, aren't we, at the minute? Us? Yeah, but I mean, against oh, us. Oh, yeah, 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 I was going to say. It was uh, like Watford one, when Watford were at their lowest crazy. end. And then they started like 35 at shots. At half time. If, we, if Bernd Leno wasn't a great shot stopper, yeah. I think we'd be in dire trouble. At half time, we'd had one shot on target and they'd had 10 on Saturday. Bizarre. The ground actually... Went in and you knew it was bad when the bloke to the left of me went one all today. You t- you'd take that, and he's like, "Reckon I would." Fucking hell, crazy. And Times then, have changed, don't they? And then people weren't even like after about twenty minutes when you realised it was going to be one of those games. Like I went in, I said, "I th- we're going to beat them," and then it's going to be. Oh, Emery's job saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once it became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, people were just like laughing at how bad we were. It was just like, oh, here we go. Look at that. And just cracking up or whatever was going on. It was It's got to the point where the fans are just apathetic. Yeah. So they they say, wherever you look, there are only negatives where Emery's concerned, which perhaps while the Arsenal board took the unusual step earlier this month of issuing their public backing. I saw something say that essentially they have to do this. This is some like thing where it's almost like your official warning where they say, look, he's got our backing, but results have to improve. Don't know how legit that is, Mm. but they do say the dreaded vote of confidence, which isn't a vote of confidence. Baby's turned up. Sheesh. That's quite, yeah, that's quite an that's, that's what I feel like when I see Emery <laughs> as Arsenal boss yeah, that, still. That wasn't a sign by that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> so you say, yet while Emery may be immune from Pochettino's sacking to a large extent, how Arsenal react to events at Spurs will give a clear indication as to how they see themselves heading as a club. So essentially, Tottenham's decision to sack the manager has up the ante on Arsenal, they say. Until recently, Arsenal were the big, ambitious powerhouse in North London but he's been overtaken on and off the pitch by Spurs, mm. especially with how ruthless Spurs have been in doing that. That was chop, Cut change, throw, isn't it? get out of here. So what's been their best manager in however long? You know what we're like? We'll probably put like a little montage up on our Twitter when he eventually goes and we thank you for your time. Yeah, oh, for sure, definitely. So the odds have been updated. The players will do the Spurs players and come out and say, sorry, boss, I can't believe you're gone. <laughs> so the odds have been updated today with the likeliest people to be the new manager. So, across the last hour, Arteta is no longer the favourite for the job. Okay. And heavily backed in now is Nuno Espirito Santo. Oh, wow. Who is, whose agent is Jorge Mendes, the guy who I said course, yeah. is now yeah. Arsenal's super agent. So, 
the lads up. Hmm. He he's almost, and I thought this was things coming back to haunt us because we mentioned this at lunch, and I kind of talked him down. <laughs> he, I would say, he's a better Emery. Like he takes that like pragmatic approach, doesn't he? Where he he has a style, but it's not too set in its ways. That he doesn't adjust it to play different teams. He's going to play five at the back. I think Jacker would come back in very quickly. I think you'd see. I think you'd see our front three. I don't think Ertzel would play in his team. He's like Emery, but I good. I could, get, quite good at it. I could get on board with it. I think I... You wouldn't be in love with it straight away, but you could... Look, it makes more sense than Arteta. Absolutely. Oh, oh he's a far more proven entity than some of the people you're being linked with. I'm quite I'm quite happy to go with... Um, Anything? Bold and Lundberg <laughs> until the end of the season, oh. to be honest. Maybe not bold as much. I don't want but... Steve Bold anywhere near... Because shit house defensively. Look, I don't have any emotional ties to him. I respect what he's done. I didn't watch him play. He wasn't there that I have someone I have a tie to. No issue. I I would have sacked him when Wenger went because he has made no changes whatsoever. Yeah, yeah he I seems when he to have been detriment in. to our defence. Yeah, there's a thing when it started to sort of go wrong. Defense, but... When Pat took the step down. Yeah, look, I mean, if if you bring in. Steve Bolden, bring Tony Adams in because he's done just as much for the club and he's an utter shambles as well. And he would kick them up the asshole. Type would thing. he? Tony... Well, I don't know. He's, I, I, he's got, got, an, on-screen, he's got an on-screen to... persona, but I just mean, I don't... I feel like he's better served not as a manager. Tony, I'm being Like nice. as an assistant or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. If I saw him in an alley at night, I'd walk the other way. Tony Adams. <laughs> so if he grinned at you. Oh, for sure. He's the type you tell your daughter to stay the hell away from because he is a creepy bloke <laughs> I saw someone say actually you really shouldn't have ever thought Ian Wright was going to struggle here when he was going to Tuesday Club with Ray Parler and Tony Adams <laughs> and lived to tell the tale <laughs> Santo I could take Arteta look it's not going to take much to charm me with Arteta Great head of hair. Great head of hair. In this day and age, he's a club legend. Arsenal captain, won an FA Cup. I'm not saying for me I he's a club legend. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> not, not for he. If you ask people, they'll call him a they'll call him a club legend in the modern era. Fuck me. I think more like just call him an Everton club legend. I don't. I don't. It's helped the fact that he has been linked with the job, so that automatically does help your stock. Yeah, it does seem to have become, doesn't it, that he was a great Arsenal player when he, he was... He was great. He was what we needed over the years. When we signed him on that deadline day, which was laughed at for a while, that was actually a very good... Him and Mertesacker mm. as a deadline yeah. day and Monreal was great business. It was a sign of where we were going, though. But that Do you was, get what I mean? You take all them back in the team these days. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. But that's what I mean. That set the that set the bar, and ever and then ever since then, it's just gone lower and lower it, defensively. He anyway. he has what people are going to say is the Arsenal DNA, which is what they want. They're going to yeah, say, yeah, of course, the way he, he wants to play his football, football the right way. I mean, we don't know how he wants yeah, to play football. Yeah, we really don't. But know, I mean, do there's, there's there's talk in there that Pep has let him sort of run a few yeah. games. Mm. You know, like I'm just going to kind of let take a back seat this week, and you can implement the game plan, etc. Of course, they, they're bringing it up till the cows come home about how he, you know, was revolutionary with their wing-back play and yeah, everything. There's some, there's some good quotes from people like Sane where they say, 
how what have you learned from uh, Pep? And he says, you should be asking me what I've learned from Mikel Arteta. He's the guy. He takes me and Sterling and he does this, that. Look, he must have asked him for a plug. I'll get excited if, if it happens. He's also been one of those, like, driving a Merc and you're offering him a Toyota now as well. That's yeah. the thing. I'll, yeah, I'll get behind anybody. Because uh, you never know what that particular manager is going to do with that particular set of players. So, for instance, Nuno Espirito Santo has never managed a club quite with that calibre of players. No. So, we don't know necessarily what his style would be, what he would his preferred style would be implemented on Arsenal because he might be looking at things completely differently with that you know, core of players and what they're trying to achieve. But, so I think, yeah, I, I'd be excited for anyone, really. Yeah. Uh, you just give them some time, see what the, what they're about. We've given Emery his time. We know now what he is about. So it's the order with fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the time order, to go. The order with the bookies are now Spirito Santo, Arteta, Rafa, Allegri, Ancelotti. There's been reports in the last two hours that apparently we've made contact with Allegri's reps. Nowhere too official is reporting that, so that could just be a Twitter account looking for some clout. Mm. But look, I'll get on board with it. I think if people think that Allegri is the most exciting manager in the world, then they... Then they might be a bit disappointed, yeah. Yeah. If, if you ever thought, one, how much people are willing to see the best in anything now that it's now that it won't be Emery... Someone said uh, Emil Smith-Rowe under Allegri and it was um, a gif of Dybala sliding and then their reply to it was um, Mustafi under Allegri and it was Chiellini. So <laughs> fair play to the bloke if he can pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> Do we think... Is Una Emery going to be on the touchline on Thursday when we play Frankfurt? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, That's going to be... That's going to be the lowest ever Arsenal attendance, by the way. Okay. They, they've they banned... UEFA have banned Frankfurt's fans from coming over because they basically said, look, we're bringing more than our allowance. So they said, right, we're just going to shut off and not sell you any tickets. Oh, wow. Then Arsenal, through fear of them all coming in the Arsenal end, have allowed no one other than season ticket holders to have tickets. Oh Jesus! And and not many season ticket holders really are interested no. in going to Europa League so they on Thursday night. Transfer it to a red member's card, but what that means is you can't have a paper ticket. So any red membership that it has a German accent uh, <laughs> handing it over, they are going to have a name on it, and they're going to say they can cut out all these people. But believe it when we see it, kind of thing. But yeah, I forgot that game was happening. If we could get rid of it, then <laughs> on the one side they're saying look, we'll keep it and we'll see that if Emery can turn it round over the next couple of games, which are Frankfurt, Norwich away, Brighton at home, yeah, they're, West Ham away, I'm going to say. They're not the hardest games coming out and then we hit the real December then patch. Then. A smarter person would say, well, why don't you give a new manager those games? Mm-hmm and then get into the harder games, but that would be a bit too simple for us. But Arsenal. then I don't think that, I, I don't, I think they're going to let him have these hard games, get December out of the way, and then... To the then, point where you... Are to the point there's no you return. Can't, you can't yeah. get any... Because like you say, you you bring that new manager in whilst we've got all them hard games, it just means uh, we, we all get off on the wrong fucking foot. I saw foot. someone saying it makes a lot of sense. If Arsenal let him in to the point where we're no longer even, like, got anything to play for... Mm. They may say, 
then why would we spend the cash to sack him when we could just wait to the end of the season yeah, and okay, yeah. not lose yeah. any money? Yeah. So be afraid. Horrendous. If we move past Arsenal then, just last little bit if we talk about United. So the standout quote from Solskjaer's press conference yesterday was, the difference between this year's team and last year's team is huge. At 2-0 down, I'm thinking, my mind's going back to Everton. No doubt about the drive, the energy, the attitude of these boys. They never give in. Last year, we would have been down 3, 4 or 5. Jeez. So because they kept it to 2. Insane. Absolutely insane. I saw that quote and I couldn't believe what I was saying. And he's like, when I saw it, I thought, I'll get the context because the quote says, we're different to last year. Last year, it would have been 3, 4 and 5. Poor so he's added, a bit, he's added a bit more into it, but it also, it's like he is genuinely serious. So, and Speaking to United fans, they were saying, we were, I didn't expect us to get anything going there. And everyone was happy with the draw. How the mighty have fallen. It yeah. weren't great for them, was it? But oh. let's be honest, yeah, give Sheffield their um, their. They pops. are very good. We all like watching Sheffield United at the moment. Outside of Leicester, know? there's no Premier League team I would rather them show on TV. Because I like City their manager are... as well. I can't think of his name, which is a bit... Wilder. Chris Wilder. Yeah. City are boring. Liverpool this season are boring. Mm. I'd rather see... Give me Sheffield against an Everton and yeah. I'll be happy yeah. enough with that. I said when they played us, I said they play like that, they're going to take points off a lot of teams because we were fortunate to beat them. Yeah. They're going to do a lot of teams playing the way they do. So, uh, is it time to we start having a discussion about Maguire? Because what look, about him? For all the stick that Pepe is getting, calling him a waste of money. Oh yeah, Maguire but... costs more, and yep. Pepe has more goals than Maguire has clean sheets. United, it's the United way now that it's not even it's not even important to you bring up that they've they that they've signed the flop. Well, yeah. Chris Smalling had a goal and two assists this wrong. weekend. Two assists yeah. kills me. Chris Smalling had a goal and two assists this weekend. Well, and they say them. Juventus have contacted United to say they're interested. No way. And Inter. It happens. Some people fail miserably in England and then they go on to be absolute legends in Italy. Shaka, you go you. do your thing. Look, uh. I tell you, looking at looking at Conte now, knowing that we had him in for an interview and decided to go with this bum instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mental. Do you think Poch would go to Arsenal? No. You think he's... He does seem to be giving a guy who's about integrity. And Although all I that, think that money talks. It does. Mm. Also, there's stuff coming out today that say a couple of Pochettino's mates are a part of the Barca backroom staff now and they said don't rule out him being the next Barca boss. They should probably be in Valverde, so yeah. why not? Well, they'll get him to Arsenal. That'll be... <laughs> you want to change? This is what you get. <laughs> all right, let's move on. So... Gareth Bale hit the headlines last week, not for, well, for reasons good for him, not for <laughs> back home. So Wales Golf Madrid was the chant in that order. There was the chat going around saying Wales Golf Madrid to the tune of his song. They then got a flag, I think it was passed in from the crowd. He's held it up in front of him, danced along. <laughs> and he described it as a good bit of fun. <laughs> That's all it was. Was what he called it. Legend. Did he nope. swear on telly as well? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Great no, guy. No issue personally with it, but if that was Shaka holding one up about Arsenal, I would be raging. So I can understand 
because you think that's the exact same scenario. Yeah. The Madrid fans are already on him. We're already on Xhaka. If Xhaka held a thing set up saying Switzerland golf Arsenal, I'd I, be raging. I guess I would go with my Jack hasn't won your four Champions Leagues yeah, or whatever. That's He's the winning that's goals in two of them. That's the difference. <laughs> be my... Fair mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I, I've actually, I was, I started doing an article on the website about it actually where just saying that like, ultimately he's just giving back what he's been getting. He's been getting yeah. a tireless amount of abuse. Well, you think he was ready to leave in January and they cancelled it, didn't they? In the summer, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Then, yeah. so it's, it's really not his, his fault he's still there. He tried chasing that Chinese coin. Yeah. Hmm. This baby's doing all he can to get on the podcast. Mm. Wants a bit of limelight. Any anything more to say on this, or should we get on to the topic that's with it? So uh, Madrid fans are greedy bastards. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. So other moments of disrespect on and off the field. One I can just chuck it out there. Bat flips in baseball are dis- are considered to be the most disrespectful thing you can do. What when you like what you're going in you on? Hit, you hit home run and yeah. then you stand there a second and you just flip the bat. Like, I don't need that. And then you run around, get your home run. They go mental if a player does it. It's class to see because <laughs> it looks so cool. <laughs> you got a ball ping in. They don't care about the person behind them. They just fling it behind them like that. It's funny because when you first said it, I thought around. you said backflip. That would have been class like, if you hit home run and do a backflip. I'm yeah. thinking what you meant was like, you know, that they backflipped onto the last like base. No, you know, no. just, like, <laughs> just like, fuck you guys. Boom, backflip. No, their pundits and that go mental about it. Yeah. They say it, it's literally like they go more mental than like if someone Balance, celebrates against like their own club. Balance yeah. celebrations in American sport, it's just stupid. Like the, NFL the whole thing with the crazy. NFL... Because we all, Especially I remember some, old Madden games. You could do the celebra- you could do celebrations like you can in FIFA type thing, yeah. you know. And you know there was there was always the great one where you mowed down the whole team with your machine gun. <laughs> so like, yeah, they, not appropriate take, in America, really. But oh. they actually did that with cricket as well. They took away the you know the bowler can't celebrate too like can't get into the batsman's well, face and celebrate anymore. I get with cricket. I guess I can kind of get because there's supposed to be that spirit of the game, isn't yeah. it? Which I, yeah. doesn't really apply in. Most of the sports, yeah, it's a non physical sport, isn't it? But like the NFL, there's like actual organized celebrations. I never understood how you can say something's a two final thing. Yeah. Oh, geez, he's nearly clocked someone in the head with that bat. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's pissed off. You also <laughs> want to celebrate when you've just run an 80 yard touchdown yeah. or something, you know? Someone's it's... tried writing you off. Mm-hmm. They, they, what's the crack with basketball? Do they, is it the same? Yeah, you get no, it. no showboating. There was a guy, um, there was a college game last weekend, they were down by 40 points. This bloke takes it upon himself on the losing team, goes and dunks with two seconds left, puffs his chest, gets a technical foul for a taunting. <laughs> no way! Yeah. Come on. Which which would mean what? That those two points he just scored are no, taken off? No, it would off. be that like... Because that's what it is in the NFL, they isn't add it? it up. So say he had another however many fouls, then that would count yeah. towards okay. him going off. Or it could count towards them getting free throws at the other end. So yeah, not a, not a deal. The amount of times we've like messaged each other though saying about like this celebration rule is fucking ridiculous and you're like, you'll take well, I've yeah. one taken off or something you'd be like Stupid. you can't believe teams aren't like going more mad about it really. No. Imagine if in football a goal was taken away because, because of you celebrated in you'd, front of the crowd. You'd be putting your hair up. Oh yeah another team. Mentor. So f- this is on the field but kind of 
from personal experience. Shelby and Grealish leading the teams out. <laughs> Couldn't get much more opposite Barnets. Our our football team wasn't fantastic, the one we played for, to you put have, it to put You it have nicely. referenced it. Yeah. So we would know there would be a point in the game where the keeper would start shouting, asking if he can come out on pitch and swap and they'd put yeah. like a striker in goal who wants to go in there for that's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it that happened to us once. With, uh, <laughs> we, we, were getting, yeah. we were getting beaten about 6-1 and their goalkeeper decided he was just going to lie down. And he <laughs> mugged us right off. That is muggery. I say 6-1, I'm, I'm being generous there. Yeah. We didn't have a 1. Yeah. <laughs> it was 6-0. That, that they was had also... a 1 on the front of the 6. Yeah. <laughs> when we played on a Monday and there was that phase where we were decimating teams by about 10 to 15 every week. And on the other team, when you hear your team trying to get the shit player on your team to have a goal, <laughs> that is disrespectful. <laughs> Try and get him a goal. And when like, when you hear people start giving... There was the phase of the Ole for a while after uh, the advert, the Jogo Benito advert. You get it at football games now when a team's winning, they start ole That's... Yeah, that's especially when you're against a big team and it's like a terrible team doing it. Yeah, I hate that shit. It's up there with the woo woo and MMA (laughs) fights. Oh no, hate that shit. Could you imagine if you was watching a fight and the person next to you broke out doing that? Oh, the guy right next to you. Yeah, I couldn't look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) This is disrespectful, and we don't want to get too political, but. What's referred to as Jew goals in uh, when you're playing FIFA, we'll go there. Harsh, but it's a it's a goal, so I think nicest way possible. There's bigger things to worry about. Could have just called it pass across the goal. Yeah, but just it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful calling it a Jew goal to start with. So before you jump down our throat, Rachel Riley, <laughs> let's just have it on that record. <laughs> yeah, no anti-Semitism here. Calm down. Any issue in scoring them on FIFA? You don't have to ask me. I'll take no issue in scoring them. Would you Would you pass it across against your mates if you were playing against them on FIFA? Yeah, I've done it. You know what I mean? I've done it. I just, it just wouldn't... It depends the situation, I suppose. If I'm losing 2-1 or something. It doesn't depend the situation. I'm just Come on, guy. Yeah. It's more disrespectful. You're 3-0 up. Look, yeah. <laughs> I'm not having this from you because I play you on FIFA. Yeah, but... So this is you what just I mean. do it against me. Yeah, this is what when Troy says it depends on the situation, depends <laughs> on your opponent. Yeah. <laughs> it's more disrespectful to turn down a chance. It does suggest you're uh, you're implying, look, I'm going to have plenty more, doesn't it? If someone runs their keeper out against you, that's disrespectful. And the other one, which I've been on both sides of, which I'm not the best player in the world, but I'm not bad enough for this to happen when someone acts like they're being like a good Samaritan they're like oh, God, you, you be Barca and I'll be like oh I fucking hate that <laughs> I'll be shit like, I'll be like Everton yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> I've got a friend who's really really good it's, it, he's freakily good because he doesn't play it that much but he'll beat anyone type thing and he's like that he's like oh I'll be Chatham Town you be Bayern Munich and you're like Fuck you, man. Yeah. Stop, yeah. like, give me some respect. The worst, the worst, though, is when I play Scott and I'll be someone worse. He'll happily take it and he will celebrate if he beats you like as the he's, terrible like a close game. Yeah, yeah but then yeah. you did that, though, so then you've just got to accept that. Yeah, that's... Because oh, cause that's, even, that's, a, that's a worse one then, when you beat them and then they draw the old, 
well, I was using Leeds United, yeah, Troy. Yeah. And you're like, well, fuck well, you. You, you chose to do who you're picking. <laughs> when me and TK play, usually now we'll just do random. Just yeah, see, because ours, ours usually batterings. was, when, when when we used to rock it out in the caravan, It that's that would be, so it'd be four or five lads playing. So, you know, it'd be taking in turns, winner stays on. It wasn't yeah. online game, man. So we, that's what we'd do. We would random the league, random the team. Yeah, and that's we, what we do. We used to get, by doing that, some absolute, Bangers. You'd be playing like in the Polish league and drawing five five and stuff. Oh, just you great get some games. Players that stay with you then as well. Yeah, you do. You're right. Yeah, they become legends amongst your friends. Like, I mean, dunking on someone is very disrespectful. Shaq was disrespecting a lot. There was there's one I can't think the guy it's against. There's a clip basically, <clears throat> frail little bloke on whatever team they're playing. Shaq goes right in, dunks through him. <laughs> the bloke is so embarrassed <clears throat> he chucks the ball at Shaq as he's walking <laughs> off and then he gives it back on him to add insult to injury so he's been done twice I think the greatest dunking would have to go to and I just remember this my brother Daniel used to be a big NBA fan when in the in the 90s would go to Scotty Pippen dunking on Charles Barkley <laughs> that is a sight to be to be seen of course yeah look at Barkley yeah and Pippin wasn't the, the the tallest of characters, you know? Celebrating against your old team, I mean, it's disrespectful, but I'd rather you do it. I've said this before. I'd rather you don't put your hands up like that. If Adebayo went, yeah. he took it to the next <laughs> level. Let's be honest. The one that tipped me over the edge was Mkhitaryan when he scored for Arsenal against United and he put his hands up. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah you don't no, I can understand it if you're like a club legend, maybe, but some of these players. And Lampard scored against Chelsea for City. Shows you Charles is a spineless, it. doesn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> they, they let their legend go to City. <laughs> then, yeah, and then he went to, like, New York or whatever. This is this is outside of uh, sport, but just disrespect off the field. I suppose it still counts. Pooing in someone else's house. Oh. Can you do it? It depends on the person. It depends, yeah. Depends how long depends you've known the person, etc. It depends who's home. Yeah, and that. So if their mum's like, there, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, like for instance, now I wouldn't shit in your in your bed in your bed. Oh, go ahead, it's fine. But then that's because my, my <laughs> your mum bed. wouldn't shit in your bed <laughs> in your bed even now because my mum's only four doors up, so I'd go to her house. <laughs> but I think going back, it goes back to Troy yeah. FIFA thing. Goes back to the situation, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> definitely like, does. You might TK. be in a compromising situation. Yes, exactly. Because oh, I, I used say, to have this thing. Doesn't feel as too disrespectful to do it here because I used to yeah but he's, I've, I've he's known it. you a long time you know <laughs> yeah that's it I've got my feet under the table really. yeah I, I used to have this thing where I would never take a shit at work and it and that lasted oh, <laughs> we, we had a thing like that at school but yeah. like environment went straight in there and I, <laughs> yeah I never had a shit at school never had a shit yeah, at gotta school go. I, think I went to that school for seven years and didn't do a shit yeah, he was in there same. for a day and he well, was no, my, my, <laughs> my, my thing, on his ankles my thing was and this was Oh my Jesus. god, keeping another horror show. Dubravka is awful. You can't tell me otherwise. I was thinking sick form, the sick form block was far smaller. Two cubicles in there. Look, my first day at school, I saw a kid get bagged. PTSD from the get go. I'm thinking if that's when a guy has his trousers up, I'll go in there and shit. You're banging well. trouble. So my thinking is look, don't really want to be doing this, but if I go in the main block, look, it wasn't my first time at a school. I know you don't want to shit ideally at school. No. But got to do it. And I thought, 
I'd rather suffer embarrassment to something like year eights than the, people who I am going to be seeing for the next two years. The main block of boys' toilets in our school was horrific, though. It was, yeah. I mean, mm. this was what, everything was covered in piss. Turn, though, so yeah. I'm not too bad. Yeah, it was. I've never also, known anything you like the, it. The thing of that was quite fun to do, where you got a handful of tissue put it under water and then put it in the hand the hand dryer me and my faced it like upwards <laughs> that and it or just throw it yeah like, me and my brother did this in uh, Woolworths toilets and <laughs> my brother having a shit in the cubicle <laughs> I mean I've got look pe- out Woolworths the younger viewers <laughs> if you don't know what that is people inviting themselves to join you for something is disrespectful. disrespectful we all know someone who's a culprit for doing it going, are you doing that yeah, I'll get involved in that. <laughs> Will you? Will you get involved in that? <laughs> Anyone else? Anything disrespectful to chuck in there before we get to what I imagine will be the story time of uh, the episode with things you lied about? Go on. That's. I, I want to know what Troy lied about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So things you lied to your parents about. I was going to tie this in with uh, like a sporting reference like I usually do. If people need that, I was going to say... Uh, we had another dodgy scorecard in uh, boxing this weekend. They get away with it because essentially it's allowed to happen. You lie to your parents enough. Once you start getting away with it, they allow it to yeah. happen. So yeah. there's your tie-in. So things you lie to your parents <laughs> about, that's the topic. That's a smooth link. And that that one, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's what I do on a Sunday. <laughs> what, lie to your parents? <laughs> no. Uh, do my pod planning. They know what yeah. you did last summer, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I'm lying about it. Not a lot. <laughs> Sweat. <laughs> Moaned about the weather. <laughs> exactly. Moaned about the lack of sport yeah. for weather and done some sweating. Give me to year 2020 now. Who wants to kick us off for this one? Come on, Troy. Let's see what you got. All right. So, uh, yeah, originally what this came in my head for was because um, I was talking to a friend um, about it recently. We were just reminiscing. and Your parents know you lied about this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what age it was, Just but in case at a certain get point, I got to a stage with my mum where I was no longer scared of her, and I just felt like it's I'm a an sad adult. Day when it happens. Yeah, look, like, but we we suddenly became friends, and, and <laughs> yeah. not like you know, uh, military dictator and poor person. Yeah. Like we were suddenly friends or whatever. So I I would tell her a lot more. Don't want to jump jump in quick because before you get into mm. your story, where you just said about when you're not scared anymore. Mm. There comes the time when you look at your dad and you do think, I could overpower you I if I wanted to. If I really wanted to, I could. And that is to go with what you've just said there. I still reckon my old man would have me though. <laughs> it is my age, jab should, would be enough. It is age, I shouldn't be saying that, but it's... Mm. I've got the range fun. and the height. <laughs> <laughs> the height is definitely on my side. Troy, sorry to uh, jump in. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, so we were just on about, um, you know, mad shit we'd get up to as a, as kids and all, and I'd often tell my mum these type of things. Yeah, like I said, later on in life, just get the reaction out of her because I knew she can't tell me off ten years can't later. Can't backdate it. And yeah, and also I don't I don't take no shit from you no more anyway. Like, if you have got a you problem, know, let's you can have it. Her money and shit. Like what? <laughs> but um, yeah. So me and my friend, we would go to all days, which is the local shop pretty much every day like you know you do as a kid you get a couple quid and go there mm. um and we'd always get like bottles of cherry coke rustler burgers 
and and we went through this little naughty phase of where I think a lot. I think most kids do go through a stealing phase, like shoplifting phase. I don't mean it like as in we're going to town and robbing six tracksuits <laughs> and blah blah blah. I just mean you're sort of eight between the age of like eight and twelve, and you kind of like Them steal London a chicken riots. bar, or like, um, a chocolate bar. Yeah, not that bad. <laughs> like just little, just a chocolate bar in there, rather. Yeah, than exactly. A, like I remember a, a friend of mine actually stole a uh, Snickers and ended up in the Citizen over it. He was, on, <laughs> he was only about ten, and they just—I don't know—they made an example of him. Enemy number one. Yeah, they called the police on him and everything. Greenish can't ever moan about getting hurt when he doesn't wear shin pads. Oh, Irritates me I think, he, I think so they, much. he does have shin pads on, but they're like, they're basically like, I think he guards, has to wear them, That's what it? I mean. Because so there was just one poke out of his sock then, but so yeah. you can't complain when you get a tackle over the top of him. It's funny, isn't it? It's a funny old game. Sorry again, Troy, sorry. But yeah, anyway, so, um, well, yeah, we, we sort of robbed a couple of Rustler burgers <laughs> on our weekend for the football or whatever. And one time, we were obviously not on our P's and Q's as we should have been, and we got caught. And uh, obviously they knew us well in there. We were local lads and we'd go in there every day. And they both told us, look, we're not going to ring the police or nothing. You're just both barred for life, all right? So don't come back. (laughs) So, of course, my friend, he didn't really give a shit because his mum was a bit of a rogue as well so she he did he didn't care like what she would have thought there was she, no repercussions really exactly she yeah. she weren't really gonna yeah do anything to him <laughs> whereas i was terrified of <laughs> my mum and my stepdad finding out mostly because they'd send me to the shop quite a lot so like i say i would go to the shop most days but usually that would be troy go to the shop get a bottle of milk blah 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 blah, blah and get yourself a chocolate bar out the change or whatever so Luckily, we have two shops in Brockworth, and for probably two, maybe three years, I would go for a bath at nine o'clock every night between and stay in that bath until ten o'clock, because I knew that all days closed at ten, and the co-op over the court road closed at nine. <laughs> so basically, I, ha- I had to manoeuvre it to, as such so that between 9 and 10, there was no chance of me getting asked to go to the shop <laughs> because there'd be no shop for me to go to. <laughs> so it, it would get it got that bad to a point of where I, I was terrified to ever go back in there. And just one point, I just I just went in and they never said a word to me. <laughs> and I felt like a prick, like, oh my God, this All whole this time, time. yeah. Having worked in the shop, there was enough people there that, they really, you really couldn't keep track with everyone. Of who was banned. Was yeah. I wish there had been a moment like Troy's foot just steps over the threshold. It's almost yeah. straight on him. What are you doing in here? Yeah. Well, this fits in with the with the disrespectful of uh, the last topic. So, having worked in the co-op, mm. I remember on till once in the day, some probably like fifty-year-old bloke came in. Literally, there's a busy queue. He walked straight down, grabbed a bottle of um, the like big bottle of Smirnoff off the shelf, walk straight out. Didn't even Yeah, see the brazen ones are mad, aren't they? It. They're absolutely mad. Straight in, straight out. So anyway, I'm serving someone, this little like grumpy old bloke at the time, and he's gone, You're not gonna do anything about that? Why? And I was like what, what am I going to do? <laughs> what do you my name I is? Just yeah. you. Is my name Luke Co-op? And he's, and he's gone to me, he's like, I suppose I don't have to pay for this then. I'll just stop being a prick. Just pay. <laughs> my, my job with my like 
six pound an hour isn't <laughs> worth me scrapping some bloke. There was some <laughs> chasing him with that. There was some. There was some kid when I worked in the other co-op that came in on a Saturday night, and uh, he just grabbed a four pack of cans out the fridge, and just started walking out. And I knew him because I know his brother, and I knew he was a prick anyway. And I literally was like, "What are you doing?" And as he's walking out, he's just trying to like blank face it. I've just pointed. There's a camera right there. <laughs> I, I don't think they used to like persecute people because it just wasn't worth it because yeah. the police weren't going to do anything other than it slap you on the wrist. It would take them way long thinking. time to get there as well, wouldn't it? I remember yeah. like if people got caught for shoplifting I mean, like there. the cameras were there, so if they really wanted, they could get a push it forward. Yeah. But I don't think they were about that life. With one with lying about. So the first one that came into my head. So the thing most people go to is uh, underage drinking, which... Mm. I wasn't really that guy, so I don't have some mad tale for you about that. But to do with drinking, and I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before. So anyway, one Christmas, I would have been the Christmas after turning 18, I believe this was. Okay. So my mum was going out for a couple of hours, I think, seeing her now husband. So it's at the house saying... You look after your youngest brother. Won't name him, but <laughs> I think most people know who he is. Just, I did clarify how much I can say of this story, and he has assured me I can say the full, <laughs> so, full details. Yeah, this is going to be compromising for yeah. him. <laughs> well, it, it kind of just gets worse. So I'll, I'll maybe check with him again once I've said this. And so if there's a blank, then that will be why. So <laughs> anyway, we've had some drink left in the house you know when you first turn 18 people just start say buying your drink for christmas That's, yeah yeah yeah. it's an easy one so i've been bought a crate of uh, strongbow for christmas and after having just turned 18 get introduced to beer pong all these things that you usually see in american pie or whatever mm. so those who know my brother i don't think he'd deny he certainly had a knack at the time some would say still now for giving it the big one so he <laughs> was giving it the i can drink fine i can probably drink more than you i go to parties all the time oh, this that this sake. that yeah yeah so I said yeah, he's to, like trying to school you on the party yeah. life like. so i've said to my mum like gonna play this with harry is he fine to have a drink like, yeah okay make sure he doesn't have too much or whatever you've got the Just, green light I shouldn't say whatever but essentially yeah. was look there isn't much in the house. I've understated how much drink is there yeah. because there's a crate, there's these bottles of um, like Stouffer on the side or whatever. So anyway, we've set up the first game, all going well. Tunes blaring, good bit of brotherly time. Somehow he's beat me <laughs> in the first game yeah. and we've gone through what drink there was in the house. So really, this should have been game over. <laughs> Ego is the enemy of all men. <laughs> I've thought I can't lose to a 14 year old at beer pong playing his <laughs> no. first game. That no. is a disgrace. Also, it's not like he can regularly play this. So it's not like FIFA where I can play him again tomorrow and I can get the win back. He's holding this over you. Yeah. For so long. egos come straight in. I've said, look, you stay here now. I'm going to go over to shop and get another crate. <laughs> And we're going to make this a best out of three because I don't even want to draw here. I want the win. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, you're, you're going man. hard or you're going home. Yeah. You're horrible bloke. Doctor already at home. All the while, he's giving us, you feel all right? Yeah. Luke, I don't think you understand. Like, <laughs> I can handle my drinks. <laughs> so, gone, got a drink, come back. I've managed to win. We've gone through the rest of the drink that's there. You know, where you give it the, oh, there's only that much left. We can have another. Start pouring bigger glasses as you start feeling the drink more. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but if I'm feeling it at 18, and I was actually going out quite a lot at 18, so my tolerance <laughs> would have been better then. He definitely would have been feeling it at 14. <laughs> See, when he used to so like, anyway, sip in a strongbow on yeah, the park. So this isn't, this isn't where the story ends. So, got drunk. I've been text and I referenced this the other week about how I've smoked probably less times than I could count on my hand. Anyway, this is one of the times where I thought, you know what, I'll take you up on that offer. Oh, God. <laughs> Gone over the road. Oh, Jesus. To have a smoke. My brother's insisted he's fine. I'm going to be gone. Five, ten minutes, come back, tidy up, sound. So I've gone out. My brother smokes cigarettes at this time already at this age. Mm. Naughty boy. As I've gone over the road, we now know the enemy, when you've had a drink, is fresh air. And yeah. I hear it makes it worse if you then are smoking on top of that. I don't know if that's yeah. true yes. or not. But anyway, he's gone outside for a cigarette while I've gone there. Turns out in this time, when I'm drinking more than I would usually drink, I'm mixing smoke and uh, drink. So that's not a good combination for me as it is. Anyway, I got a phone call from my mum saying, what the bloody hell have you done here? She, she actually didn't word it as nicely as that. Harry's a wreck. <laughs> he's stumbling all over the place. He looks like he's going to be sick. Get home now. So it sounds like an AJ story to me saying here. Anyway, I've come back and I've started feeling the crossover of the two substances and I'm starting to feel like I'm not in a good place myself. pretty worse for wear too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not as bad as Harry. He's gone into his bed. Mom's just gone, just go to sleep. I'll deal with you tomorrow. However many long past. My mum's given it the, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Ain't going to do it now. Within two minutes, he spewed. <laughs> not like a little spew go to the toilet. So he was on a top bunk at the time. <laughs> so it's not like he can scramble down. He just spewed like all over his bed. Oh. At this point, my mum's in the stage like, I can't be angry at this point. I can be angry tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At this point, I've got to sort him just out. Deal yeah, with just it. deal yeah. with it. So she's got him out of that bed. My brother's out for the night. She's gone. They shared a room. Get in that bed. Go to sleep. Sorted. She's cleaned all that up above. How many minutes passed? He spewed again. <laughs> he spewed again now in a second bed. <laughs> now this is the bit where which I may have to blank. So I'll tell you anyway, and we can keep your reaction in. So he's then gone. That he's going to be sick. He needs the toilet or whatever. After he's been sick in two beds, so he's gone. My mum's just gone. Don't lock the door because the way you're going, yeah, many you times you out. So he, he's he he's gone to have a shit. Next we know we're in a loud uh, bang. <laughs> he's fallen off the toilet and shit up the wall. <laughs> oh. 
Like some <laughs> sort of heroin addict. <laughs> so he's fallen off, sake. he's shit on the wall, he's spewed again in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. So this is just some absolute filth at this stage. Oh my it's, God. Like a hor- it's like a horror film. <laughs> I didn't know about this shit till the next day. I'm keeping my head low. I oh. do not want this smoke off no. my mum in this mood she's in. She can't take it out on my brother, but she can damn well take it out on me. I don't want that <laughs> smoke. Anyway... That reminds me of being younger That's where we so, could go to a friend's. Well, same sort of stuff. Yeah, we're, we're not finished because... Fuck me. <laughs> he's finished there. I was like, all right, get it all out of you now. Spew, get it all up. Pat him on the back, all sorts. She's gone. I'll sleep on the sofa. Wiped his ass. She's gone. <laughs> I can't confirm that, but the way it was in... It may have happened. He was able to do it. It may have happened. So, she's gone. All right, you have my bed. I'll go sleep in... Uh, the, on the sofa he spewed in her bed as well God. he's made a lap of the he's completing it see this everywhere. is this is where error one two and three all occurred yeah. do so, you know what should have happened that boy should have been in the bath yeah. because yeah. experience I've witnessed this well he spewed in the bath as well yeah but that's fine yeah. you can I continue to spew that's in the bath I'd, leave him there all night <laughs> I'd popped my head out for a sec it's... to see what's going on. She's like, he's in your bed next. Why? So you want <laughs> No, he's not. I Luke's getting the cling film, mate. Wrapping yeah. his bed up. Anyway. Fuck that. That was, as far as I know, the last time. So, <laughs> look, this is what happens if you drink with me. It gets messy. <laughs> drink with the big boys. <laughs> so, next day, woke up. One of them where you don't really get too hungover when you're that age, do you? You kind of get it out. Oh, no. And it's done. So I've gone in the next day, and as much as there was a large portion of blame for myself, I've gone, what'd you give it a big one for? Yeah. <laughs> you told me you can handle yeah. your drink. He's had to go, yeah, no, I can't. I've just, don't usually get like that. I, I can usually drink more than that. And like yeah, mix it of course. Up and all sorts. <laughs> of course. I think it's the, the, like having a cigarette and the fresh air. Just, yeah, just fucked it's him. It's just got me at once. Sure did. All this, so... <laughs> on that I've eventually seen my mum I don't think she spoke to me for about a week <laughs> just every, every now and then giving to the he was in that state and you went out <laughs> left him alone so to die she that didn't know what it was testament to how bad he was that I probably wasn't looking great and I was able to just tiptoe <sighs> away and I mean I brought it up today and she laughed but she she definitely didn't laugh about it it was one of them where you try bringing it up for like a laugh a couple of months later. It's like, yeah, that's not funny. Well, all right. Okay. So he's had to play. He's had to live that down story for the grandkids. But when I was about 14, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was about 14. Something very similar happened to me where one of my friends had a free house. We all know about how how mad a free house is when you're a teenager. Yeah. So we, he had a free house. Anyway, I'm at home on MSN chatting away to him. He's like, I got a free house. A few people's round. We got I got some alcohol, etc. Signed, I'll be round in a minute. So anyway, I've ran round there as quick as I could. Felt like I'd missed out because this little sort of party, there was only about six people there. But, but everyone there was quite tipsy and had been drinking a little while. So I thought, oh, I need to catch up. Playing catch up. Yeah, dangerous. yeah. So what you got in the cupboard, Joyce? He said, oh, whiskey. Like it's, it's it's not. I, he said, I, "I don't know if you want to drink it." It was, it was like basically, you know, you get Tesco's own brand stuff. It was that Tesco's own brand Scotch whiskey. 
Oh, Christ. I poured it into a half pint glass and just necked it, yeah? Like I like I was some... <laughs> I don't know. Like I was my grandfather. <laughs> I said, pour me another one and I'll sit this one. Another half pint. I was sat on his chair... All I can remember is mounting into that seat. <laughs> next thing I know is I wake up the next day on my settee. Basically, what had happened is I'd got that drunk, like that paralytic. They had to ring my stepdad to come and collect me. So, you know, they had to just like, we got to fucking bite the bullet here, boys. <laughs> you know, one of those ones is like... When they're weighing up thinking, what, can we get away with this? No, we're just going to have to write this one off. I have to just take my friend's word for this because like I say, I can't remember a word of it, but he said <laughs> my stepdad turned up he like almost kicked the door down. He doesn't play games, Ron. My man don't play games. <laughs> the first thing he said to him, has he taken any pills? <laughs> what substances has he had? <laughs> Turned out it was fine for pills and substances. Just, had Just a pint fucking of whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah. He was like, ah, that's fine. I know how to deal with that. Took me, took me home. But because I was so paralytic, they kind of like... Like like you say, at the time, there's not much you can do about it. No. And I guess they would have thought, right, we'll give him some tomorrow. But I don't know why, but I missed it. The next day, when I woke up and all, and I was like, what the fuck's happened? And all, they were just kind of like jokey with me, like, you were fucked. Like, but that I never expected that in a million years. I would have been terrified of them finding out that I was <laughs> drinking for a start, let alone getting in that state. So I think there's a lesson to be learned that sometimes if you do something really, really bad, you won't get told off for if, it. So don't just do it half bad. Yeah. Make so sure you go really Don't deal in half measures, kids. I can go with that. So you've said about them having to bite the bullet and um, call up for the lift. Yeah. So T- TK has a small role in this story. A cameo. So we were having pre-drinks at Sean's house for what? believe was his birthday but can't be certain it could have just been it could have just been he had a free i think it was Similar actually he's had a free house and we were going for a night out we we're 18 yeah. then so we're going to go to moomoo's i don't know if it was a monday or what anyway gone to go get the night four bus there's like this little alleyway you go down like how to explain because i don't really know the area but i've gone i need to have a piss before i get on the bus i cannot get the bus unless I've got this piss out. Yeah, we've been there. Gone to go against the fence and this uh, family's walked past and I've gone, look, a lot of things I'll do. Expose myself to a family and a young <laughs> daughter. Draw a line there. Ain't doing that. So, there's a little like, say brook? Or, it was a brook, yeah. yeah brook. It was a brook. So, I don't know why I ever thought this would be a good idea. I've thought, I'll take a couple of steps down there yeah. And I'll have a piss in here. Of course. And I'll be sound. Of course. Anyway, taking a peek up, in my head I thought they've clocked me here. Got to go down a little bit further. No one will see me. Yeah. Have a piss, go up, get a bus, whatever. Wade in a bit more. <laughs> yeah. So gone slightly further down this hill. Had my piss and I thought, all right, go back up. So that first step, my foot slipped and I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm in big trouble here. Yes, sir. <laughs> the kid that's waiting for me. So when I see... T- TK's a part of the story. They've all decided they'll stay at the bus stop despite what's going on. It's like wondering where I am. No point in a standing over him. Which he can make, a man can piss in his own. He can, weird, he yeah. can make yeah. his case. He can make his case. So I'll make Trig stage with me and try to take another foot up and I've done the slip where I've had to stop myself on my hand. And yeah. I thought, 
You're all in then this by isn't, that point. This, no, I'm still, I'm still on the hill at this no, point. No, but I mean, you, you've yeah. invested when the hand goes into yeah. the dirt. I'm like, muddy hands. Yeah. This ain't going to end well. No. At that point, you're looking. You're just looking out for your own safety. Dignity is gone. It, yeah, I've given it the... I'm going to have to give this... You know, we spoke about jiu-jitsu before. That time when you get put on your back and you're like, I've got one big go of this. To yeah, get back one, to my one good puff. Yeah. And that's me. And I thought, I can have one big go of this. Giving it the brace yourself and go. Gone. I've gone down the hill rather than up. <laughs> yep. I'm up to about my shins in the brook. At this point, I don't know how much I had to drink. I've still convinced myself I could dry off and get the bus. <laughs> it stunk of like wild garlic swamp in monster. there. Yeah. See. Um, like the scene in Platoon, throwing my arms up because I yeah. cannot get out. Because now I couldn't get out with dry feet. No. I've got wet feet now. I can't even like <laughs> in in films like Tarzan. They make it look like you can just grab a weed and hoist yourself. There should be up. a vine. Yeah. Where was yeah. the vine? Things mm. are snapping off, and I wasn't even a big chap at this point. What a nightmare! <laughs> the lad at the top, I'm bellowing at him, help me. And he's going, "What do you want me to do?" Yeah, look, I'm, getting, I'm ruining my night. You've clearly ruined yours, but that's on you. No. I'm not going to go as far as to say my mum had to get me out of the brook. That really would have been a story. But my mate has had my mate shit, has but... had to phone my mum and say, "Look, can you pick Luke up? He's um, stuck in a brook. He, he's he's fallen in a brook, and um, he he needs to go home, obviously. But he's asked if you can take him back into Cheltenham to oh, go wow. out." So you need no. to get a change. Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake. So Have a quick standing wash. This lot have all got the bus without me. They didn't even <laughs> worry to see if I'm sound. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now, consider my rage even further. They had tang to, to, yeah. to hunt. <laughs> we my, had moose. Yeah, we my, had a moose. My mum surprisingly seen the funny side of this. It is a funny story. Though. And taking me back in, imagine my rage when I've got into Cheltenham. They tell my guest list's been used to get into <laughs> the club. <laughs> no Disrespect <way>. there. <laughs> <laughs> what someone else had Luke Byron do you yep eventually I've got in taking the rage out had a good night but well, just the call to say Luke's in a brook I imagine is one my <laughs> yeah. mum probably won't forget just <laughs> expecting quickly this is this is a very quick story just thinking of brooks um, we have a friend here when you're like 16, 17 you have this moped phase and people have mopeds or whatever one of my friends had a scrambler like a road legal scrambler Christ, and um, them on the park. yeah yeah and he'd have it on the park or whatever and but what he would do is he'd get incredibly high and then he'd walk to the shop and leave his bike on the park like with the rest of the lads you know yeah. just leave the bike there we used to put his bike in the brook as like a joke and we did this three or four times where we actually put it in the water like <laughs> so we put it on its stand and just put it in the brook Fuck he'd sake. come back and every time just kick off like where's my fucking bike <laughs> and every time it was always in the fucking brook he knew where it was but because he was quite heavy set <laughs> accessing where it was was basically not gonna happen for him <laughs> so it would always be a situation of where this one lad who's just a complete piss take he always knew it was fucking you, wouldn't it? And they'd end up just fighting, chasing each other around the park for hours. Eventually, he'd get his bike out the brook, like, you know? <laughs> TK, you got anything to chuck in for us? I, I didn't really do much prep for this. In terms of like, lying to your parents, for example. Yeah. 
pre- I I don't know why. I just immediately thought a little bit younger than some of these stories. But when you were oh, like, I've got some. When you were like sort of like thirteen, fourteen, that sort of age, and you started going to things with your friends, or whatever. If there's anything oh, yeah. involving a girl, I would lie out of my teeth through not wanting any questioning. True. So if you wanted like a, oh, yeah, is she yeah. gonna be your girlfriend? Then yeah, I didn't yeah. want Fuck that question. Drop me out of that chat. So straight mm-hmm. away, if I would either tell them that there wasn't gonna be a, yeah. any girls there, or if there was, you'd lie and claim like it was. Your nan would be the worst cousin or something. Your nan would always be the worst because in your nan's eyes, you're the best looking bloke in the fucking world. We've just missed a girl. Yeah, in your nan's eyes, you're basically God's gift. So she can't get her head around why this most beautiful girl in the world doesn't want to be with you. What are you talking about? She, she must be into you then. It's like, come on. Yeah. You must know about levels. Yeah, come, come on, 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 You've been around a block yeah. a long time. I'll tell you, way around that, don't have many mates and go to an all-boys school. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. You're assorted. <laughs> Different questions being asked then, though. Different questions. Well, that's not a bad But yeah, that whole thing about lying to your parents about, you know, what you may have been up to, that was definitely a thing for us in that um, we would often sleep around. We had one friend whose mum just allowed shit to happen. She there just, was always that one. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? She was just, what, look, I'll get the drink. Is this the same know? one who didn't mind about the nicking? No. It's a different, different one. She, she used to get the drink for us when we were, say, 13, 14. She would let, we'd all put our money together. And the teachers at your school dreaded parents, even. Do you know, they do you know no what? Yeah. With parents. She's a counsellor as well, this woman. Like, she, she actually she represents could, like, Chooksburg Council. She could manage it, didn't she? She thought, well, if I get this. Exactly that. Then... That was her logic behind yeah. it is that if Better I. Better necking a pint of whiskey or whatever. Yeah, exactly. If I if I buy the drink, well, you say that. She bought us a bottle of brandy once and she... her son drank most of it all and right. he ended up. This is where the bath thing comes from. He ended up throwing up and shitting all in the bath and it was just like a scene out of Saw or something. Hey, look, I reckon if I took down a bottle of brandy now, I might end up in yeah. that sort of state. Like we all... a heavy drink. <laughs> yeah, I remember the sick was like black. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, what the fuck? That happens in The Sopranos, but that's him saying he'll buy uh, crystal meth for Tony's daughter rather than let her go down the street. And gets them from the dealers down there. That would be irresponsible. <laughs> Good to make sure you know where you're getting your meth from. But yeah, we would often lie to our mums and say we weren't staying at this particular lad's house when we definitely yeah. were because our, all of our parents knew the crack with this lad. Like, you There'd know always I mean? be it, someone as well, even if it wasn't necessarily their fault that you'd pin things on. Oh yeah, it was therefore, him. And therefore, you couldn't then mention their yeah, name exactly. if going out yeah, socially yeah. with them. It was him, Def, a million percent. In terms of blaming, when we went to America and we were younger... You know when you first discover that you can ping little spitballs through a straw? You yeah. Put a bit of the McDonald's paper in your mouth, blow it through the straw anyway. Try doing it now with a pinging paper it, one. Yeah. Work. Pinging it at my brother, you start thinking it's funny uh, to put a bit wetter each time with them. I've gone to ping a big one at him. It's hit this bloke. I've thought it's the funniest thing in the world. The bloke has obviously turned around disgusted. Oh, God. I don't have it vivid in memory from this, but what I do know is the bloke's turned around raging. I've blamed my brother. It what? was him that's wow. done it. My dad's obviously like, what else on here? He's at him with... <laughs> what a snake. With a, what a scumbag. <laughs> with a spitball. And had to ride out at that point. He's hitting him with a spitball in. No face. Pod. Look no at f- that. Who'd have thought we'd get a reference like that in there? Yeah. Is that a pen? No face, no case. That's it, Luke. No face, no case. 
a couple of little ones. You so. just let your brother take the brunt for that then. There was no no resolution. Yeah, I think it. in the end he was kind of laughed off, but yeah, for the time. That was good of him, really. Yeah. Um, I have a thing where I, I didn't like sandwiches being packed in my bag. Like, unless they are actually like packaged sandwiches. I think I had a dodgy one, one in primary school where now my lunchbox is mixed up and they gave me the one from like the day before. So it was like an old sandwich <laughs> and it scarred me. So I would just bin them every day, my sandwich. Tried to say I didn't want a sandwich, obviously. It was, look, you're bringing a sandwich to school kind of thing. You got it. Had to bin it every day because it would freak me out with the sandwiches. Well, so you were getting in your own head from a young age then? Yeah. I actually tried to chuck it out of a bus window once and it's a girl from Ribston. <laughs> honest, the whole... It was funny at first and I had to duck it then for the rest of the year. To be honest, the whole trust in not, the not trusting sandwiches that are in your bag thing has some, some meaning behind it. At my school... Mr. Mr. Tollett decided once to, and the, the lad that <laughs> he just this, clocked you that was. I was going to have a teacher. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, no, yeah. yeah. Um, Newcastle is shite, aren't they? The lad that this yeah, happened yeah. to as well. You you would definitely know him and his and his younger brother. I won't name drop him because quite embarrassing, but you would definitely <laughs> know him. And what happened is we were playing football and one of and one of and his bag was down as a goalpost. You know, you'd always put your bags as a goalpost. Mm. And Daryl decided to go in his bag, take his sandwiches out of the lovely cling film that it had been wrapped in and in, and take the sandwiches, throw them and then pick up this pigeon that was dead on the floor and wrap Sick. it tight. <laughs> no, I'm not just saying he just like slang the cling film over it. He wrapped it well and then put it back in his bag. Do you know what he also did to that exact same kid? He also filled that kid's bag with snow. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined all his books. Just filled the whole bag with fucking snow. Ruined that kid's life. Wasn't there something with backpacks in sick form? I can't think what it was. Was there some mystery about someone was doing something to people's bags or was that, or was that a story I've been told? Backpack. No, that is ringing a bell. Yeah, and I wasn't. It, I think it, like it was blamed on Sean, but I, he maintains that it wasn't him. Mm. I'm sure, when someone listens, it may not even have been while I was there. It may have been something that I've been told about this conspiracy that someone was doing so much people's bags. <laughs> Daryl was a bit of an asshole, to be fair, back <laughs> yeah, with his aunt. Sounds like to, it. to the same kid. I'm going to tell you this kid is at later, yeah. yeah, and you will laugh at it. Just ruined his but, kid's life for a Saturday. To the same kid, he ruined his science coursework with with hydraulic acid. He poured the whole bottle of it all over his coursework for the crack. <laughs> like, it weren't even a malicious like move from him. It was just banter. For the sake you know? of it. It was just a bit of banter. Like, one, of, one, about, one about lying. Uh, I think everyone's tried to have a day off ill when oh, they yeah. probably weren't as ill oh, as uh, they have been anyway. Well, that's it. You're not going out mm. tonight? That but, would be perfect for you. It's been two years. Like, oh, okay. oh, fuck. Mm. You better have to tell my friends I'm not coming out tonight. Well, you know what I'm like with being a bit of a whinger? I don't handle illness very well. No, that is, anyway, that is true. On the way to school, and I'm in my mum's ear. I'm in the back of the car and I'm basically saying how awful I feel, how <laughs> terrible, terrible I feel. <laughs> And she's not having any of it. And I'm going, oh, it's going to be a horrible day. And just saying, like, oh, I'm dreading today. Now it's going to be well long, isn't it? With just having a stomachache all day and all this. She slammed on the brakes on Uckercote Road and get out then. If you're that ill, Why? you can get the bus home now. And that, that's it. And then you're stuck with the, well, no, no, I, I can go I should in. should be ill. <laughs> well, no, you're ill. Go on. You, you can phone the school and tell them. Yeah. That You're shit backfires. It happened to my little brother she where he, he watched way too much cartoons well, and no, put his thermometer in his cup of tea. She literally booted me out of the car. And <laughs> like, 
look, you're ill. See you later. Get out then. Yeah, my little brother put his thermometer in a cup of tea. That watched way too many cartoons. For sake. And it was like, came back like 70 degree, degrees. <laughs> and my mum was like, you need to go to hospital fucking <laughs> die. You're on and fire, he's like, oh, No, mum, mum, I put it in my tea. I put it in my tea. Immediately, <laughs> like. They say of Ferris Bueller, don't they? one of them ones they? that you used to strip on yeah. your head. Ferris like, Bueller, they say, you don't want the temperature. You want to lick your palms so you've got a bit sweaty palms. And it's enough to be off, but not enough to have to, to go, go to, to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking yeah, film that is. Legendary. So yeah. I, I don't know if we'll have time to get into sequels today, but that's one yeah. there really should have been for a sure. sequel for. Because when you look at the way Matthew Broderick went after... He probably could have done with a sequel. He could have done. With, it wasn't wasn't really up from there, was it? So I had, including running over a child, lying to your mum, and this is about just kind of trying to make an excuse. So, sure, we've all had before where you say, "I'm thinking about getting this for your birthday or Christmas." And I'm like, no, don't get me anything. So the one year for my mum's birthday, I didn't get her anything. She <laughs> said, "Don't get me anything." You didn't get her anything. I didn't get yeah. her anything. My brothers have both got something. Of course they did. And they've said before they are like, Do you wanna just put your name <laughs> do you wanna put your name on this? And I was like, Well I've come too far now. Yeah. They've handed their thing over and I kinda of looked sort of like And I was like, Oh, you said not to get you anything, so did you not even get a card or anything? I was like, you should have just said no, look. Oh uh, just tried playing it down. Card would have been nice though. Just certain yeah. a bit of thought into it. And I was and I got my back up and I was like, well, you said not to get anything. <laughs> don't say you don't want anything. You don't look like... And then moan after. You're definitely not the type of person that would be strong on social cues. Do you <laughs> get what I mean? So if if they did say that, don't get me that end. That's you, like, yeah. no props. I ain't fucking getting you shit. Didn't make the mistake again, I tell you. No. no I suppose you learned from that lesson. I thought this, this is separate, but I was reminded of this the other day and... I like to think of myself having a reasonable amount of common sense, but this was a, a low point that was brought back up to me where I was sent to the shop, was actually allowed to go in the co-op. I wasn't on Troy's level. Hmm. And uh, I phoned up and said, uh, it's buy one, get one free. Do you want the free one? <laughs> I thought they might not want to waste whatever it was. For fuck's so sake. I thought I'd check. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great. Do we have anything else? Do I have anything else to reel off? Oh, that being ill, I once did say how ill I was, said I had an earache. Mum didn't believe me. She thought it's because she was having a rare night out and we were going to stay at my auntie's. Uh, you were trying to throw she, the spanner in the works. She eventually, she's then like, my aunt's taking us to the park, so freezing cold, playing football. I'm saying how earache I've got. She's taking me to the doctor's and I don't know if this is just doctor trying to make me feel better about the time he said it was one of the worst ear infections that he'd seen and obviously I, my mum did feel very bad after <laughs> me I probably un, well not on purpose did make it worse saying I did tell you that I felt oh, you pig. really bad <laughs> that's like when I broke my arm and my mum made like well it was my stepdad really he he pumped a cup of tea into me with about five sugars and just convinced me for like six hours straight that it weren't broke, even though you could clearly see the fucking bone like sticking up in my arm. And then it was only the next morning that they they were kind of like, 
Yeah, I suppose we'd better take him then. <laughs> but I, it was like, it was a night from hell. You I slept well at night, home with a broken arm. <laughs> Pricks. This, this lad I used to work with, you know, a thing that seems to be making a comeback now with the tapping your bottle on someone else's so it all froths oh, up yeah. at the top. So at a work's Christmas do, this lad's gone to do it to him and he's bashed it too hard. Yeah, and essentially, I've done that. He's smashed the thing yeah. and it slit his finger. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. It glassed so, someone basically. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, he kind of patched it up and then realised it's not getting any better. He's just kind of deemed it at the time as a, just a bad cut. Yeah. So he's, so he's gone home. Is that offside? Nah, yeah. yeah. So, he's, so he's gone home. Anyway, his way at the time being drunk was, and obviously it was your blood's thinner where you've been drinking was they just tied a plastic bag around his hand so <laughs> he didn't wreck it. And when you first wake up hungover, he's woken up to just a bag of blood attached oh, to his hand like that. Like, what the hell squelchy. has gone on here? <laughs> and then yeah, it soon come back when he's seen the state of his finger that's had to be stitched up the next day. That is so yeah, I was out with friends shit. once. Well, I say I was I was out with two friends. It was like me and you go us three here now, going out together, yeah, and just assuming it's gonna Dream be the three team. of us, right? Mm. And then suddenly we're at the bar and then I just let you two know, oh by the way, eight of my mates are about to meet us now. Just don't, do that that get, would rile me. Yeah, yeah but, it would, innit? Like because it's like now we're out together, yeah. not an extension of you two and me and all my boys that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like it just it makes it sort of makes you feel a bit uh, okay then. Yeah. So that's what happened anyway. And they were like proper uni lads, fucking dicks basically. <laughs> and and one of them, I had a pint glass right, and this lad's got um. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I was just trying to think of who had who, and this lad's got a bottle of Desperados, and he's hit my glass. Bit of fizz up. Oh, yeah, you're a funny guy, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I'll get you back. Basically, five minutes later, Your I've hit his glass man. with force and the whole bottle had just shattered. <laughs> it went all over his stupid suede shoes, boat shoes, and I was quite happy with myself, to be fair. <laughs> I, but it was one of those ones where, like, you don't mean it to happen, so really, you can't get angry about no. it. You did it to me, I did it back to you. It just so happens that your bottle was weak. You, <laughs> you know, started so. it. Don't be mad that I finished Exactly it. that, Luke. Yeah. And on that news, I'm going to have to dip because I'm going home for a muchachachos. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I don't want to miss that it. shit. I was going to say we'll wrap up. I was hoping the Emery news might drop. Apparently... We've got in Should touch. We just stay on air until he's gone. <laughs> we'll just hope we'll go live yeah. till he does. Apparently, we've got in touch with Santo, Arteta, Allegri, Rogers, Benitez, all in the last hour. So, excellent. That's the Twitter accounts for you and how they move. But at this point, Villa are tuning up against Newcastle. Doesn't look like it's going to end pleasantly for them. Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. We should be back as a fivesome next week, all being well. And then we got our running for Christmas. We're going to get our planning done to make that maybe our biggest episode yet. Props involved and all. <laughs> and as always, if you could subscribe, like, all that business, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, check us out at www.spitballingpod.com. We'll be back. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye.